in the faraway world of Everdin. On the eastern coast of a great continent lies a vast forest between the mountains and the sea. This is Humblewood, an ancient magical place that hums an endless song to the great rhythm of life and death. The trees of the wood are old and powerful. Sheltered in those mighty boughs live the bird folk and the humble folk. The people of the wood live together under the protection of the perch guard, bringing peace and security. Over time, bird folk culture has spread, and the capital city of Alderheart has become the political center of the wood. not well in the wood. Trouble stirs in the scorched grove, an ashen plain ravaged by fire centuries ago. The grove expands, the balance of the realm hangs on an edge, and an ancient power awakens. The end. Welcome everyone to Die Fall Alderheart, and I'll say it right this time, we actually aren't episode 30, it's episode 29, and I spent the entirety of the last episode calling it episode 29, so we're actually one before 30, it doesn't matter, this is the finale. So we're gonna be done! It's, it's nine months in the making, almost ten months in the making of... This Humblewood Dungeons and Dragons game, so welcome everyone. Hopefully, 
you can uh, join us here live tonight, and uh, if not, we'll see you later on the YouTubes, I guess. But uh, it's been it's been quite the journey, and um, there's a there's going to be a lot to it tonight. And I don't, especially because Rob is in <clears throat> the dead of night now. Uh, we don't want to hold anyone too long for the evening, so we're going to do some some quick go arounds. Um, mostly just, I, I think, final introductions, just in case. Say who you are, who you've been playing, and um, what you're looking forward to tonight. And then we're going to have to dive pretty much right into the game because this is, its I mean, it's the end and there's a lot of stuff to do. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with my top left, Malaveth. Let's do little introductions. Who are you? Who have you been playing? And what are you looking forward to tonight? And anything else you want to say for the finale? Ah, jeez. Hi, my name is Malaveth. Uh, I draw stuff. I play Pez Pingo. She's a Luma Bard. She's a weirdo with a strange moral compass. And uh, I'm looking forward to maybe using an attack spell this game. Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> I I hope so for your sake. I hope so. Um, and getting more money. And also friendship. Much. I friendship is good and friendship will help you today. I think more than anything else, friendship will be the most beneficial. Um thank you for playing Pez all this time, and I'm looking forward to our final foray into the, the scary beyond. Um Rob, who are you? Who have you been playing? What are you looking forward to tonight? Heck if I know, man. I don't know where I am. I was over there last week. It's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's great. Bought a desk. Um, I, uh, I am Rob, or bonus stage Rob, or bonus underscore stage underscore Rob, and I am playing Eli, uh, I don't remember if this has ever come out. His name is Elijah Briarwood. His name is Elijah Wood, guys. I named him Elijah <laughs> Wood. 29 episodes, that came out. Um. <laughs> it's been in every intro, so hopefully someone picked it up. Somebody, hopefully somebody picked it up. Elijah Wood. Thank you. The puns. Um, it's a cleric. He's a hedgehog. Uh, and he's apparently named after a hobbit. That's me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he must deliver the ring to Mount Doom or the giant volcano elemental. Either way. Either way. Simply Jackson. Looking fabulous this evening. I'm Who are you? Who are you playing? I'm just kidding. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> actually true. Wait, that's true. <laughs> Just Wait! <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't play a Luma this season, so I'll just be a Luma. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am Jackson, Friday broadcaster, twitch.tv forward slash simply underscore Jackson. I'm playing uh, Lucky uh, Jubin, who's kind of a ranger. He's just kind of a whatever guy, except we might have some plans now that he's probably gonna probably gonna die for. So you know, that's life and death. And death. <laughs> and brutal, excruciating death. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, oof, it's been good. It's been good watching Lucky grow, and I can't wait to see where this all ends up at the end. Last and certainly not least, the Lady May. Please introduce yourself, who you've been playing, and anything you want to say about finales tonight. Uh, well, I'm May, or the Lady May, and I've been playing uh, Dagonet Flolo. Uh, a very chonky round strig, or you know, looks like an owl. Uh, you know, 
older gentleman, uh, afraid of heights. He's uh, been working the way through that throughout the campaign with the help of uh, a very good rope named Steve. Uh, and, you know, he's just trying to get through the the day without having too many more carpentry projects added to his list. I think one of our best recurring characters is Steve the Rope. Um, we should... Maybe I might commission some art of Steve, just Steve the rope. And it's just going to be coiled rope and just have a thing that points out to Steve. And that's it. That's the whole thing. It's like a little price that's tag, tag kind of tweet. thing. Just like little. That's it. Send tweet. That's it. Best character of any D&D campaign I've ever been a part of. Steve the rope. Reliable. Super reliable. Um. Yeah. Hi, I'm Runaway Robot, your DM, and we're going to do some shenanigans. Um. Generally, we like to sit here and talk for some time and catch up and stuff like that. Uh. And no, Rob, this isn't necessarily for your sake alone, but <clears throat> there's a lot that needs to happen tonight, and I do still want to try to cram it all in in three hours. So we're going to do our dangdest. Smell what you're And the way that we do that first is uh, we roll for a recap. So let's go ahead, everybody. Go and hit into roll 20 and roll me a 1d20, please, slash r space 1d20. And let's see who gets to recap for last week. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I rolled a 19, which is bang on for Pez. So, Pez, would you please recap the uh, experiences of last week? Part of me knew this was going to happen. For some reason, I just knew. Sing a song. Uh, uh, what happened? I Okay. Pez is going to work backwards because that's just how this is going to go. All right. So it started by leaving. We started by coming in, right? Did we? I think. All right. We got to Alderheart. Everybody's alive. And then we went inside Alderheart. Everybody was still alive. It was great. But people were bustling around. We didn't really pay much mind. Uh, went, to the, went to the council talked to them. We were dirty. They didn't like that. They were like, great job, Heroes of Alderheart. You're all amazing. Wow, you're the best and the prettiest, but also you stink. It was awful rude, I think. Oddwald was there. I don't know what he did. He was just there, you know, pretty on brand for Oddwald, just being there, I guess. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, geez. My memory is terrible. It's, it's all that lack of espresso, I tell you what, not enough of it. Hardly had any the whole time. Things start to fall apart without it, right? Less caffeine. So, uh, big, big, big ad. Uh, Oakheart was most of last session. Big tree boy uh, fighting <clears throat> him and his other uh, enlightened trees. Ents? Enlightened tree, whatever. Uh, ripping the Borealis out of his internals, uh, the Borealis being this uh, staff of ice energy uh, that was that is needed for the coming ritual to seal away the giant aspect of fire that is rampaging around. Um, has also, oh, I think, wait, Lucky went inside uh, Oakheart and tore out potentially Oakheart's heart, maybe? Yeah, that was... That's a thing. But yeah, you guys made it back to <clears throat> to Alderheart Central. Uh, and there seems to be 
some hustle and bustle going on. Uh, a rumor had been put out that uh, the aspect is heading over to the to the great tree. Everyone had been brought to the council circle uh, up at the top of the tree where Beta, the council speaker, ended up giving a speech. We saw many of the characters we've met along the way within the crowd, as well as assisting the council. Prior to this, Oddwald had requested um, people be brought to and meet him at the Ebenhart estate. And we find ourselves and our companions directly after the speech being finished by Speaker Beta, the crowd having <laughs> applauded and cheered starting from somewhere, which I believe we decided it was from Pez's father. And they've all been... The people of Alderheart are moving, like a, a busy but organized hive. People closing up shops, packing things, or preparing for the worst if the aspect were to arrive. So, party... You are basically in the press right now of people all around you. Um, <clears throat> the crowd dispersing. Uh, Beta spots you in the crowd after you guys had tried to help settle some of the panicked people there. Um, what do you want to do right now? Lucky's gonna lean over to Eli and go, uh, maybe. After, huh? I know we, we should probably say something to Eliza while we're in town, right? I think we can make some time today. Even if it's a little bit, even if it's just a goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, we should be at the estate and, uh. Yeah. But. I just don't know how yeah, quick it it's going to go right. after that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can pop in. I for one, I just want to say goodbye just in case we're, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be gone. I don't know if it's, right. you know. Yeah, anything can happen. Lucky, I, uh... It's been a hell of a ride. It's right. Just, I mean, I feel like it's been like eight months. And it's only been like <laughs> one. It's weird. I know. It's just, uh, I don't think I say it often enough, but I'm proud of you. For me? Yeah. I mean, I don't do very much. I, I, I cut up on. I, I try to stop taking so much stuff from everybody, but is that? I mean, you know, for you, man, for you and our reputation, I was like, let me stop. You know, <laughs> stop grubby handing things. I saw your side eye. It's fine. It's fine. No. You, there's nobody else I would rather be side by side in combat with, and just adventuring with. I just want you to know that. Man. 
same. But let's save all that the end. It will be fine. It'll be fine. Also, we're not side by side. I'm way off. So you're wrong about that one. <laughs> you probably see the Dagony. I mean, like, horizontally. I, 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 not... I, I get you. I get you. And he, like, pats him on his shoulder. I get you, man. I get you, man. Eli it's definitely the coolest feet. adventure we've been on. A whole lot. I mean, I take this any day over scrubbing people for the stuff off the cots back in, you know. Yeah, I I just can't believe there was a time that I thought that uh, the thrill of hustling people on the road was a thrill. I mean, right? who'd have thunk? Giant fire monster. <laughs> Among other things. Anyway. Maybe I'll start a journal after this is over. You think people would be interested in reading the adventures of Lucky? I could start with this crazy fire aberration, and then and then and then they're just latched on, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say it'd definitely be a page turner. Considering he how gives... interested all those people are in the avium, right, in books. <laughs> mm. He gives Lucky a uh, a pat, but it's like an Eli-sized pat, so it might not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. All right. Where are we gonna go first though? You got any plans yet? Uh we should uh we shouldn't keep the uh the folks at the estate waiting, but yeah, if we pop by. Uh where are we are we at the council? <clears throat> yeah, so right you if you look around and, and at this point in time after this brief conversation, most of the council circle, as full as it was uh, has dispersed. Um, what you note now is that the the council that was up there, as well as some of the representatives from other regions, were up on the dais as well, where uh, Vita was giving her speech. Um, you see that most of them are moving back into the council chambers proper. Uh, so if you were to catch up with them, it would likely be there. Uh, you do note that the uh, the dean um, is is looking around like. He's on top of the dais, like looking, trying to find you in the in the crowd currently. Okay. We don't see Eliza, do we? Um, <clears throat> I believe you saw Eliza when you got there, but you do not currently see Eliza. Okay. Um. I guess the dean is clearly looking for us. I'll I'll kind of wave him over. And just try to catch his eye. Oh, yes. And he's got this, like, big ruffled uh, robe on that he always has. And he comes over and he's rather light on his feet. He comes up in front of you. Yes, um, hello? Right, I'm glad you made it up here. I know, pretty ominous this morning and all that, but, uh, council chamber. Kind of have some serious business to attend to. And I was hoping the heroes of Alderheart would be joining me. Well, of course. I mean, it's what we're here for. Yes, yes, of course. Ah, uh, wonderful. Uh, we have been up for a very long time, so sorry if a lot of us are a little out of our minds. A lot of things were discussed and planned and solidified last night at the estate. Um, we could talk more about it in the chamber. Uh, Oddwald's got a plan. <laughs> well, thank the gods for that. Yes, uh, do be aware, though, some of the council members, after hearing about what Oddwell did at the Avium, are less inclined upon having him 
anticipate. So. That's understandable, but I mean, I think my friends would agree that he's more than proven himself at this point. I'll let you put that forward. I said my piece on it already, but coming from you lot, it might do a little bit better. Come on, let's 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 go in. So he kind of motions the way uh, and leads you towards the council chamber where the uh, the two perch guard have, that have always been there, always the same two, are always there. They give you kind of like a, a formalized bow this time where it's normally been rather casual. Um, and the one that... Wait, speaking of... Well, good luck today. I've uh, heard some rumor that you might be fighting the big old beastie. Well, that is uh, that is the idea. Uh, I hope. But, uh... Better you than me. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, though, uh, good luck. And yeah, gives you like another pretty formal bow here. And the dean motions you inside the building. You're brought into the antechamber where you have been feels like hundreds of times before now. Uh, but you note that it is much more uh, populated this time. The entirety of the council uh, is is in there right now. Uh, so that includes the speaker, Bita, uh, Artin, Munder, Bricio, and Hilly, uh, as well as Benisaradin, Corvax Ravain, um, Havel, Tever, Riffin, the Ash Knight, Susan of the Swamp, uh, and I think that's mostly every. Oh, an Oddwald Ebenhart, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, and Oddwald is kind of seated at the head of this table, and he has this array of notes and journals and things in front of him. Um, but as you enter the room, you hear uh, Munder, the Stout Strig, the Captain of the Perch Guard. You haven't seen her in quite some time. But can we really trust him? I mean, really. After everything that he did. She's like gesturing and she's talking to, to Bita as well as uh, Bricio. Uh, what What's the captain's name of the Perch Guard? Munder. Captain Munder. Munder. Captain Munder, surely an esteemed soldier such as yourself, has been in more than a few scrapes, and you trust your bird folk and humble folk on the battlefield with your life? Of course, but I have not been in any fights with uh, Oddwald Ebenhard. We have. And, I mean, I don't like to admit things like this in front of a room full of people, but we got our asses handled, handed to us, and Oddwald was the one to save us. On multiple like occasions, myself in particular. It's over at Oddwald. And Oddwald kind of like shrinks back in the chair a little bit and gives a small shrug. He looks back over to you. Is this so? Roll me a persuasion with advantage. I mean, it's two. I'm not lying. 
No, you're not. You're not lying. You're just trying to persuade. God damn! With my plus seven. With a plus seven, that is a twelve. Holy shit! She shakes her head. Let's say we put it to a vote then. Um, after the plan. I don't know if I want him involved. The treachery at the avium and like nodding next to her is is Hilly, like the little Mar and Raptor, uh, the merchant representative. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 not so sure about this. This is um it's risky. It's risky. What if he what if he turns on us at the at the very end, huh? Huh? Has anyone has anyone thought about that? Look, he, <laughs> look he's gonna lean over to Pez and just above audible level of a whisper go. Where's this guy been the whole time? What's he been doing? Uh, Who's this guy? I I I have been handling uh business uh for Alderheart in um in the West. Uh, clearly uh, securing supply routes so we can maintain enough food and, and shelter for, for all of these uh, refugees that have been pouring in for oh, the last couple of weeks. So since you've been out there, clearly you've seen the detriment uh, that our whole area is faced right now, right? You know, it's crazy out there, right? <clears throat> yes, that, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. like, everything's burning. People are losing family. They're losing homes. You know, we're losing the entire wood. You know, we're going to lose all the hot eventually. Uh, and frankly, um, we don't really have anybody as powerful of a, you know, person as Oddwald is helping us out. And I think that um, I think you can lend us some favors. I mean, and, and don't you trust us to keep an eye on him? Look, look at Pez. Look at her. Look at her. Should keep him in line. He like takes his beady little raptor eyes and stares, bores into Pez and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, also, well, though... If you like, want to volunteer, I mean, I'm just saying. Nobody's got as much on the line as all Bald does right now. I mean, if if this fails after everything, if he's putting himself out there, I mean, who else is more qualified at this moment to try and help deal with this That's, that's the whole point. What if, what, if, what if it was all on purpose? What if he has some... Uh, he's always been the, the black bird of... The Ebonheart family, they're all blackbirds. The blackbird of the Ebonheart family. Bricio has always soared above him, and maybe he's just mad at Aldehart and he wants to burn it down, and he like stares over at, <laughs> uh, at Oddwald. Like he stares like, directly at Oddwald, and he's like, Don't worry, I'll shoot him if he tries anything stupid. He knows that too. <laughs> it is uh, true, though, that uh, if he really wanted the, the wood to burn, uh, he would not have uh, helped us uh, in uh, in uh, getting the the main thing to to stop this. Uh, he had uh, plenty of opportunity to to uh, turn against us uh, after you know uh, coming to terms of the mistakes that uh, he made. But uh, I, for one, would uh, appreciate him uh, with us, even if it was just uh, with us. Uh, you know, if, if you guys have reservations of uh, him coming, uh, then uh, give him over to us. Uh, we've been able to look after him for a, f a few weeks uh, now, and uh, he he knows uh, uh, our boundaries, and and uh, I would uh, very much like him uh, <clears throat> with his uh, magics, uh, considering, you know, I don't have weapons at the uh, 
you know, that's are very magical, uh, you know. So if uh, this thing can't be hurt without magic, then uh, we're going to have a, a, a tough time uh, without him. You can look at it this way, though. I mean, I, no offense, Oswald, you know how I feel. But I, I, I did, until he saved our butts this last time, I didn't have much faith in him. But frankly, if he was looking to, you know, ruin Aldehot or take people out, what would he do? He would wait for the heroes of Aldehot to go on some mission and then wreak havoc while we're gone. So, I mean, he's better in our hands either way is what I'm saying. What a miserable blow to morale of the city that would have been, too. Everyone would have been so upset. And all he had to do was just stand there and wait. Bricio finally leans forward and kind of wraps a, a knuckle on the table. Enough. I think some excellent points have been made by the heroes. As we are a democratic council, we shall put it up to a vote for everyone present in the room. For all of us will be involved for the operation ahead. Now, hands up for, at pause, wings up for Oddwald being involved, shackle free, and leading this operation. He sits back and Bricio immediately puts up one of his, his wings. Mm-hmm. He starts counting mentally. He looks over at Oddwald and says, you get a vote too, you are in the room. And Oddwald puts up both hands with the shackles on. Right. And you look around the room and you see that it's Bricio. Uh, Arten and Benesaradin, as well as you four, Corvax Ravain and Winsworth, as well as Susan, all in favor of this, which is vastly outnumbers any of the nays or those that are abstaining. The Bricio relaxes and good. Now, who has the key again? Eli, I believe it was yours. Usually, yeah, it's usually me. Um, yeah. He'll he'll offer it. Wonderful, thank you. He reaches over and unclasps the cuffs on Oddwald, takes them off, and puts them on the table. Places the key, and he says, "These will be returned to the Avium once this is all over." Now, I believe my brother has plan you would like to elaborate on for those of us that weren't present for the evening as well as for those of us that will be moving forward oddwald he gestures and oddwald <coughs> uh, yeah, yes um all right so the stories that we've heard from the heroes is that the aspect is enormous larger than a mountain and Honestly, being able to kind of see off in the distance the plume of smoke that is coming out, uh, yeah, all the reports are to be believed. Scouts have now corroborated the story, and they say that the aspect is rather easy to agitate, uh, eager to chase living things that it sees in the woods, as well as it seems to flare up whenever it hits uh, fresh wood and new green patches, seemingly swelling 
in size. Uh, all of this being said, we gotta bring it down to size. Now, my idea is, it's twofold. The first thing I need is five, including myself, apparently, as he looks down at his demanacled claws, to occupy the old conjuration circle here. And you look down now, and it's actually a rather detailed map uh, of the Humblewood. Much more so than the kind of, like, ideas that I've been giving you recently. So, Chad, I'll bring up the map for you so you can see it one more time. Uh, I noted previously that it looks like, oh, the forest had pushed out over this, like, orange hashed area. It's more detailed out now with more scouting reports to resemble something a little bit more differently. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, adjust this just to show you what it more looks like. It seems that the aspect has been making forays closer to Alderheart and not necessarily widening the entirety of the Scorched Grove. So, uh, we got a little bit of forest to work with on the northern side towards the Conjuration Circle. He again taps the location uh, with his clawed wing. I will need four other than myself. And I believe we've got that figured out. It will be myself, Susan. Thank you once again for joining me after all of these these years. Uh, we will then have Winsworth again, Dean. Thank you, Corvax. Uh, thank you both for coming up all this way, and Havel uh, of the Autumn Moon. And you see, like in the corner, Tever like grips Havel's uh, claw. And Havel takes a step forward. Now, they don't need to be as familiar with the ritual, which is great for us. But they will be serving as a power source for me. And we will need absolute and complete concentration and focus to make this thing work. The conjuration circle that we're going to be using and the spell that we're going to be using will create a field. We need to get the aspect into the field where it will begin to sap its power. Try and shrink it down to some kind of manageable size. This isn't going to be enough. This is just enough to weaken it. And to hopefully... He now has pointed looks over at the heroes. Hopefully put you, heroes, in a position to... Well, actually take it down. Now all of my studies have put me in the direction of... We need some kind of cold magics to subdue the creature... In the end, no matter what we do, there has to be that balance. Lucky for us, the heroes have been able to gather one such artifact to deliver those types of cold magics. Uh, have any of you attuned to the artifact? It's on a list to, it's on a list to do. Uh, okay. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time, but we will have a couple of hours post-meeting here for everything to be prepared and ready before we go. I suggest one of you with some magical bent uh, take a look at that staff and really get accustomed to using it. Uh, maybe can use the one of the council chambers? He looks over at Beta. Like, the Borealis is quite a whirlwind of cold and magic and misery, to be honest. But we need that today. 
and Beta nods. Yes, um, there's a spare room down the hall that I can have cleared out. Good, how wonderful, um, great. That's Spellcasters, that's Borealis, that's somewhat plan of action. Now's the dangerous part. It's easily agitated, but we need it lured towards the zone. Obviously, I can't do it, and neither can the other four spellcasters. We will also have a contingent of the, I believe, who's coming with us? He looks around, and Benna steps forward. You will have the aid of my humble folk brigade. We will lead you to the circle, as well as defend you from anything that comes upon. Good, okay, yes, that leaves the perch guard for this little foray. And we need bait. And he begins to look around the room. I need someone to volunteer to get the attention of the volcano-sized aspect and lead it to the circle. Anyone? He looks around the room. People are kind of shying back. Uh, how close do we have to uh, get to get his uh, attention uh, now? Uh, uh, sight distance, normally. Um, though it is very large, so you're going to have to maybe find it in a clearing somewhere. Because seeing through the canopy, it probably doesn't do so well. I, from what the scouts say, rock throwing distance. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. Um. Preferably someone quick, and fast, and knows the humble wood like the back of their hand. Lucky's like, don't know magic. Can take into a rock. Old woods. Dagonet is slow. <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's me then. Ooh, me. Hey. That's me. Is that, is that you? Like, I can't see you around, Dagonet. Dagonet's just. Get back up a little. Yeah. Lucky. I. <sighs> I'll be honest, I kind of knew it was coming this direction, but I still had to offer just in case. It's okay, you know, just in case there was any other super swift, survival-oriented, yeah. very wood-knowledge rangers in the room. Yeah, just in case. No, no. He looks at you kind of like with no. like immense sorrow in his eyes. All right. Okay, I, it's okay. I, I stood against him by myself one time. I can, I can do it again. It's fine. Well, uh, Lucky, your job will be get the attention of the aspect. Okay. Stay out of its range. Okay. And make your way to the Conjuration Circle. Uh, you said its range is like rock throwing, visual distance, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty close, to be honest. Um. Okay. You will have a small company of the raptor rangers 
in the perch guard to escort you. You haven't seen this yet, but these scouting reports have told us that the fire-imbued beings are wild right now. The ember bats are in swarms, flying flaming orbs all around, tiny elementals, those little rock ones that we saw when we were traveling all over the place, and ash snakes, ash snakes the size of houses patrolling the area. Great. Their job is going to be to keep those off of you and to stay out of the way. They, uh, they've, have they fought them before at all? They have been at the forefront of trying to push back the incursion of the recent days and weeks. Okay, all right. So they got some, some knowledge. Of These are the best way. and fastest, but okay. they're not you. I mean, nobody is, but I, I, all right, all right, we'll, um, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Right. And if okay. all else fails, I won't remember what happened, because I'll be dead. Not gonna die. It, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Right? He looks around the room at everyone. A lot of people are kind of like looking down and downcast. And it'll be okay. We can do this. Upon which you lead them to the range of the circle... The aspect will begin to feel weakened. It will shrink, hopefully, in some size. Then we will need to battle it. <sighs> the Humble Folk Brigade will keep whatever other denizens of the wood and the ash away from us and let you, heroes, do the job of fighting the aspect. When it is defeated, we will need... We will need the Borealis in the Conjuration Circle. That will complete the sealing ritual. And that's it. And then we all go home. As well as I can tell. Some commotion brings up in the room and people begin talking over each other and muttering to each other or talking out loud. Tever uh, talking to Havel about how he's so afraid for him. And eventually, Bricio. I would have your attention once again. The plan has been laid. We have two hours. Get the companies ready. The scouts ready. And heroes. You have two hours. Meet us out at the northern gate. It's where we will split off. And this... Operation will begin. Dismissed, everyone. And again, the commotion brings out the shuffling of papers. Oddwell kind of sits back in the chair and he's reading through some notes and stuff. And what would you guys like to do? I, uh, I think we definitely need to see Eliza now, considering, uh, if I gotta get that close to the thing. I want to be as prepared as possible. Also, you know, to say hi or whatever. Yeah. Um, suppose I should go attuned to this thing. Maybe it'll stop freezing my damn quills every time I touch it. Mm. You want to just take the whole quiver with you and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring it right back when I... I'll, I'll meet you down at the Emporium. 
Sí, 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 te digo. Was that pissed? I'm sorry. I thought I heard your voice. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. I just had this weird feeling in my chest, like things are very serious now, and I don't particularly like it, but I'll go down with you, the Eliza's, you know? Hang out. Yeah, it could be a nice, could be a nice little pickup to see you, you know? Maybe there's some bars around there that are open, you know? I don't know if I can be as nimble when I'm inebriated, but maybe. Just a light refresher. Thanks. Uh, Are you guys exiting the chamber? Upon exiting the chamber, you note something. The mood in the city is electric. Birdfolk and humble folk from all walks of life are working hand in hand with the perch guard distributing weapons and armor to any who volunteer. Those who can't fight are readying supply lines and bucket brigades to help on the front lines of combat forest fires and support the defenders of Alderheart. Everyone seems to be doing their best to pitch in how they can. You guys would like to go visit your friend Eliza? Is that correct? Um. Ah. I'm Eli, gonna need an hour like to, to attune to you this. You will. You can do that anywhere, right? You just have to have an hour. Yeah. Doesn't it require taking it out though? And then it gets all cold and stuff. Yeah, I best not bring that into Eliza's shop. Uh, I believe the council said that they had cleared a room out. Suppose I can go check up in there for an hour and uh, meet you down at the Emporium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fine, you know. Yeah, tell Eliza I didn't forget about her. I just... No, I, I won't. I tell her. Okay, so you hand over the entire quiver uh, to, that, that is keeping this thing safe and interred. Uh, yeah, uh, and you hand it to Eli, and Eli, you when you take the left down deeper into the council chambers, the rest of the party takes a right and out onto the main thoroughfare of Alderheart Central. Uh, we will come back to Eli in just a bit, but we will follow Lucky uh, Dagonet and Pez down to Eliza's Emporium. Making your way down the one level, rather easy, you've done it a million times now, and you go to Eliza's shop. There you note, Eliza seems to be boarding up her shop. But she does notice that you arrived. Oh, hello, friends. Welcome, welcome. I Were you up there with the whole speech from the speaker and stuff? really rousing things everyone's so busy now and she looks around and there's just like all of this activity and energy and like all the shops are closing and things and people are helping each other and either packing to leave and like all the like children and stuff are being escorted out or bucket brigades are starting and it's quite exciting though she looks through the leaves of the tree and out towards the large black growing plume of smoke in the distance but terrifying. Um, how can I help you? It's good to see you all. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. we actually, uh, um, 
we just you know you know us we we got stuff to do and helping with you know the plume of smoke uh, uh which means we were just coming to see you uh mainly to see you uh eli says hello oh. by the way he says he come by as soon as oh. he's done with some business he's got um but okay. also um i mean i i guess we c i was gonna see your ways see if we could check out some stuff but it seems like you might be boarding up no 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 i i can open the back door for some friends don't you worry oh i can't offer anything for free even in these trying times but the friends discount still applies i mean you know it's kind of nice just to shop around a little bit too you know and you just yeah, your mind I, off some stuff you know um I can, I can make some time. I actually, I volunteered for one of the bucket brigades. So I'm just boarding up the shop here and I'm going to go try and help out and keep the fires back out in the, the woods. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've got some time. Um, Come on, come on. She, uh, she goes around the back where you some of you have come in and you've stayed the night in her home before and you go inside and you go into the Emporium and you see that everything is pretty much as you left it. You know, most of the... the goods there are you know the same um from aside from the ones that you've already purchased um what are you guys looking for in particular i was well, i was frankly looking in to see if she had updated anything um i don't think lucky can afford a potion of fire resistance if i'm not don't mistaken. you guys still have some of those i don't remember i never have any put any in my inventory so unless somebody else is carrying them i don't I don't know how many we have, or Lucky at least doesn't know how many we have left. I feel like we've had a couple of them, but I saw Rob shake his head. So are we? Are we really? I really. Out? I only think I took the one that I ended up tossing to Dagonet the first time we were in the area of the aspect. Mm. I don't know that I ever held one after that. Okay. We used um, two of the newer ones. We used two. Or just one. Yeah, I think somebody used one this last run. Um, and then we definitely used one against the fire orb, I think, the first time we came across that. But I don't remember usage of any other ones. I don't need purchases. I remember we purchased HP potions, but not fire potions beyond that. But also, look, he doesn't have any money, so he doesn't. he's not the treasurer of this group. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have bought me out of my healing ones uh on previous visits I, I haven't had a i haven't had any delivered yet that was rather that was in the last couple of days here and well the potion maker takes a little bit of time and uh as for fire resistance i can well maybe you can help me out um stack of potions over there can you maybe go see what's on the label i got stuff in the back i'll take a look at too you guys roll me uh, an investigation check, please. With advantage, because you're probably helping each other. So whoever has the investigation, just go ahead and roll that. Pez Pingo with an 18. Yeah. Uh, Pez, you are able to find... One potion of fire resistance. 
Is there a price tag on it? Yeah, so potions tend to run in like the, like for healing potions, the greater healing potions, all this stuff, this is gonna run in like your 150 gold range. Put it in the basket. Okay. All right, anything else? Look, he's not really looking. He's just kind of like letting you guys look, but... Just browsing. Yeah, I think more distracted browsing at the moment. <laughs> Put him away. Nice. So he's just kind of nice. like thumbing through something, just... Yeah, you note that there's like a really cool trident that's on the wall. Like, oh, I don't remember seeing that one. And It's pretty nice. Yeah, the tag on it says trident of fish command. Whatever that means. Another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like new rings on like this weird. I think we're good. I think we did it. We've done it. We're actually back. And with transcoding. Thanks, everyone. If you can't see us still, refresh. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Where were we? Dagonet. What would you like to accomplish in Eliza's Emporium? Uh, when Eliza's kind of looking in the back, he's going to kind of uh, follow her to kind of like where a doorway mm -hmm. of like wherever room she is. Uh, Eliza, uh, could I ask yes. you uh, uh, for a, a favor? Oh, of, of course, Dagonet. With all the work you've done for my place here, uh, he reaches into like his pouch and he's like, "It isn't much, and I don't know if uh, you know it would be around if uh, something goes wrong." But uh, I kind of wrote a, a will. I have a I have a home in uh, a, a, a will. It, well, you know, I, I have a house. I I have some belongings, you, you know, and some family uh, uh, trinkets and stuff like that. I've uh, uh, kept. Uh, you know, I I don't want it to sit. Uh, abandoned. Uh, so, uh, would you be able to uh, uh, hold on to it? I, I wrote it all, all down and, and, and stuff. You're, you're, you're not, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna die. No, no, I, I, I certainly hope not. Uh, you know, I'm just being uh, uh, practical. Uh, you know, uh, just, just in case. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, providing that you know it's not already burned down, uh, but. Uh, it's a nice little uh, home that I, you know, hopefully, you know, I can pass it on. But uh, just, just in, it's just in case, it, you know. Well, just in, but you come right back and and you'll you'll take it from me, right, right, when you come well, home. Uh, uh, oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, I will. All right, fine. Give it here. And takes it in her little cat paws and looks. She holds it. I put I put it in my safe right now. She goes and she goes over. And she. Well, I mean, barring direct contact with that beastie, I think I think it's probably safe in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, as you can know, it won't be needed. But again, you know, it won't be needed. Uh, it won't. No. It won't. Look at you in all that shiny armor and that plume on your helmet. There's no way. 
that some kind of rock is gonna is gonna be the end of the legendary Dagonet. Uh, well, the last time I came uh, in contact with that uh, rock, it didn't quite. Uh, no, no, no! Don't tell me that. I don't want to. No, no, no! We are all confidence here, Dagonet. I, I need, I need the conf. I need your confidence. Oh, don't, uh, don't. I have all the conf uh, confidence. Uh, you know, again, I'm not uh, magical. I just have, you know, some some spears and stuff like that. And I haven't had the best of uh, luck against magical things. So, you know, just in case. Just in case. Are you saying your spear ain't magical? No, it's just a regular one. All my weapons are just, you know, ones I've either uh, made myself or been in my uh, closet for uh, a few decades. And you're gonna go out there with just that and no, and that's it? Well, I'm not a, mm -mm. a man mm -mm. of uh, means, though. So, you I'm... know, you need you need the money. I can't uh, buy any stop. anything. Stop. You just you just you just stop. Right now. You wait here. I got something I haven't put out on display yet. Just wait. She goes to the closet that's at the back of the room here, and it opens up and it goes into a slightly, oh, huh, like a walk-in. And you hear some things clatter around and some stuff goes crashing. Ow! Okay. She comes back out with a spear. Long wooden haft. Black. Look like leaf bladed tip. And there seems to be these like golden inscriptions wrapped around the entirety of the haft all the way down. And she hands it to you. This is quite intricate uh, work. I have. How about I? I propose this. Eh? Uh, when I come back, uh, I will exchange the spear for the the will back. Eh? <laughs> if you make it back, well, we'll talk about payment then. But I think you hold on to this one. I picked it up from a merchant couple weeks back kind of hoped I would actually figure it out what it does before I put it on display but well there's one thing I do know it is it is definitely magical well, I think you maybe hold on to that one and maybe uh, you'll figure out what it does and when you come back you can you can tell me I am testing it out for you it is a field research right 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 do a little field research. You come back. You tell me exactly what it is, and then we can actually put it on sale, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do a nice uh, display case uh, for it. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. You hold on to it, okay? And you, know, you you stick that big baddie once for me, maybe twice. At least twice. At least at least twice. Sadly, though, I don't think I have any fire resist potions back here. Wasn't able to find any. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure we have something in a pocket or somewhere. It's, it's hard to keep track of everything. <laughs> that's that's true. Maybe maybe there's something. Uh, maybe Pei has found something out there too. 
Damn, okay. Trundle his way back over to the main room. Okay. And you trundle into the room. Shining armor, plume back, and nice. Shining spear in your hand as well, where you find both Pez and Lucky. Nice. Looks looks nice on you, you know. Oh, it it is not mine. Uh, you know, just testing it out for Eliza. She she doesn't know what uh, magical oh. properties it has. Eh? It's a good time opportunity. Get, have time to get yourself something nice. Oh, we got uh, something, and he like knocks on his armor. Uh, this was uh, this is uh, you know last a lifetime, uh, several lifetimes. Yeah. It's your name in it. Put a big D on the front. Ooh, maybe we can do that next time. You know, get a big, get a big D engraved on it. All filigree and stuff. Make it. Oh, oh, we could find some gems and put some of those in there. I don't think we need to be that ornate, but. Uh... But it's you. You're gorgeous. You're gonna look great. If he could blush, he would be blushing. We found a single one uh, potion of oh, fire you, stuff. You did find one then. Yes. Good, Here. excellent. I'm glad there's at least something, huh? Um, I, I, friends, friends, disc, 150, I think. Will that work? Thanks, Eliza. Okay, uh, and, and good luck. I wish I had more of these. Um, anything else I can help you with? Um. Unless you got a magic bowl like you got a magic spear for Dagonet, I think, uh, I think I'm done. Thank you. Do you have a magic crossbow? No, but... It's okay. <sighs> I do have something. That maybe... 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 <laughs> can help out our friend Lucky. Oh, me? Sorry. I was giggling because it seemed like you burped in the middle of what you were saying. And I'm so glad people, are, you know. No, up on the wall, there's a. See that long bow over there? Kind of matches your armor too. Black bow. Oh yeah. Good news. Gold scrawl gold work. Mm. Yeah. That's called a, a vicious long bow. Yeah. What makes it vicious? Um. You know how you shoot things and it hits it real hard. Yeah, it does it harder and with like this malicious intent to do more hurt. Oh. Magic items are weird like that sometimes. I mean, it's the mood right now. Um, it's, it's the mood. It's gonna squint to see if you can see the price tag. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Yeah, I. Probably, I probably can't afford it. It's beautiful, though. It's beautiful, though. I, I appreciate you. I, Unless you're offering, like, a trade-in with the uh, trade-in value. I don't know. What are you trading? It's just the other, the other bow that I had before. It just pulls it out. It's the ornate, like, crafted bow before, but it has no magical powers. It's just ornately nice crafted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, well, it's seen some mm -hmm. use, but if I can say that the hero, Lucky, 
was the one to use it. Maybe Assign it if you your, want. Maybe I can get your scrawl work on a on a certificate of authenticity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You could do that. I could buy you a little bit of trade in value. I think so. Yeah, what would people put up for this? Roll me. Ooh, let's do. Roll me eight d one hundred. Okay. Three hundred and seventy-six. Let's call it four hundred. Oh yeah. People probably come in buy this nice bow with your scrawl work on it. Certificate of authenticity as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, I'll give you four hundred off on this. That's that's a lot. Oh, it, well, uh, sounds sounds right. Uh huh. Uh huh. That brings it down to six hundred. Uh, you are friends and uh, fist town, di friends and family discount. Five hundred. You offer an installments bill. How about this? <laughs> she walks over to it and takes it down off the wall. Give me your bow. Let's go write up paperwork. Okay. All right. And like I told Dagonet about that spear, you uh, hit him with the pointy end a couple times and. Well, you bring that back in and you tell me how well it worked and maybe we can also bring some trade in value there. Okay, all right. I think I can do that. Just don't all die right. on me, okay? She okay, kind of looks right. like pleadingly at you. Less so about the bow and more so about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll treat it fine, you know? I'm, I'm not worried about how you're going to treat it, Lucky. I'm worried about you. Like I'm worried about Dagonet, like I'm worried about Pez. <sighs> like I'm worried about Eli, but Eli's not even here for me to hug his dang neck. He'll be he'll be here. He's you know, he's good on his word or whatever, but uh He damn well better be. I'll stay here all day till he gets here. They have to come drag me out. You know. You got a job to do. You can't stick around here. I mean hugs are important business. You know, that that's is... what my mom always used to say. That's true. All right, here. You're going to need to attune to this one. It will take some time. But when you're done, it'll tell you all its little secrets. And, well, hopefully it'll serve you well. I mean, hopefully I'll serve it and you will. You know, and all of Aldehot and all of the world. You know, yeah, yeah. All right. Come on. She goes and she goes and writes up a parchment, does the whole thing. I certify that this bow has hereby been used by Lucky in uh and she asks like some things about like, "Oh, what had what had this been used in? When had this happened? Like what did you do with it?" And all, like you list your exploits for all of the things that had happened with it. Very elaborately by oh, far. Absolutely. <laughs> and then in the in the bottom you go There you go. You sign it up, lucky. Maybe you give it your little the little symbol of mm. the of the little horseshoe, horseshoe. <laughs> on the on there. Yep, there it is. The U is a horseshoe. There it is. Mm -hmm. Easy, easy. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, Branding. And yeah, and there you go. And she hands you supposedly this longbow of vengeance, or uh, excuse me, longbow of viciousness. 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 All right, Eliza. I really appreciate this. I, I, 
He pulls out like the 11 gold he has left and puts it on the counter and he's like, Shut up. Put that away. No, no. I'm, what am I going to use? What am I going to use? What am I going to use them for? Am I throw it at some baddies? Give it to Pez because she's the one buying all the potions. Oh, okay. Uh, you're right. You're right. Thank, thank you. Yeah. She shuffles over with the money. <laughs> she just kind of shakes her head and rolls up the scroll <laughs> and tucks it away. Do all right. Pez. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. When we get back, maybe I don't. It's very uh, there's a lot on the line with it. Uh, I don't want you to spend your money and it get one shot off, and you know, so let's just you know. Yeah, when we get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we get back, Lousy, you sure you don't have a crossbow? I know they're small. They're kind of hard, hard to find. I've got crossbows. I ain't got no magic crossbows. And why don't you just do that like magicy stuff that you normally do? I don't know. I guess I could heal it. You ain't got no magic to hurt nothing. I got, I got, I got one magic to hurt some couple magic to help people hurt stuff. Only one to help me hurt stuff. I think. Can you use a short bow? You know how to draw one? You you do. Oh. Lucky, luckily enough, you do. I, I, I guess, yeah, it's the same thing as a crossbow, right? You just aim it and shoot. Absolutely nothing like a crossbow. Both got the strings and the arrows. Yeah, but I do have at least some, a little bit, magically imbued shortbow. Now it'll it'll hit harder than that crossbow of yours due to the magic. Um, so maybe that'll help you out. Yeah, every time I hit something with this crossbow, I like you know I give it a little scratch. I think the enemies end up liking it a little, like I'm scratching an itch. Oh, that's weird. Well, you don't yeah. like that. I mean, maybe I. It doesn't really help everybody else. Yeah. All right, well, um, we are, uh, I mean, he's getting, all right, yeah, fine, um, well, I got, I, I have, I have some, I have some money, Eliza, it's okay, I mean, how, how much, how much is it, what? You're looking at 500 gold for this one. I mean, it's. It's that against potentially getting hurt a lot, and we can't damage our pretty faces anymore, Eliza. Can't These are the money. You're makers. right. You're right. You're right. I just, Piz, I spent my whole life trying to make some money, buy this place, start it up from nothing. You guys helped me out on the road. I had nothing before that. It feels a little weird giving stuff away. Okay, let me, let me come to terms with it. What? No, I'm giving. I am giving you. I am giving you gold for this. Short right. the bow. Right. You're... Okay. How much do you have on you, Pez? Wait, it costs 500? Yeah, at face value. I'll give her 510 as it is. You know what? Take the potion then. You bought the bow. Take the potion. But it's your last one, you know? Isn't that, like, increased value or something? Whatever, I'm taking it. Thank you. Yes, it is. But, you know, if we all pull through this, and maybe we won't need fire-resist potions anymore, right? 
I mean, ideally. Uh, you probably not, but well, we'll have to see. Okay. Um. Yeah. So hand over your money. You now have the short bow. Uh, and another potion of fire resist. I feel like we've we've done this before. God, there, you really didn't have any more of these. I feel like every time you're in her place, we get we, like there, it happens. I'll go back to your uh, character sheet real quick for me. There you go. I'm dropping that bad boy. Boom. Oh. Um. Okay. And then uh, you can do whatever you need to, Pez. I'm gonna move over to everyone else here. Dagonet. You will have to attune to your new weapon. Um, Lucky, you will need to attune to your new weapon. Uh, This is a... Well, of course, it's not in here. I already added mine, if you are trying to do that. Okay, so, you you so went you know. and added the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Said vicious for you, right? Mm hmm. Vicious longbow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Dagonet, I'm dragging this bad boy on here. Oh. We'll see if there's anything more to it after. No one knows about this one. Whee! Okay. Um. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do in Eliza's shop? I mean, we gotta wait on Eli, right? Look, he's just kind of like sat out front, waiting on Eli to show up, spending time with his trying to with attune the new with bow. his. Yeah, you're bow. like oiling <laughs> it and stringing it, unstringing it, getting used to the action, the feel and tension, mm -hmm. yeah, pulling yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump over to Eli. Eli, you head over to conference room two o two. You're going to sit on down. Big old conference table in there. Settle in. Probably some, you know, merchant deals have been done in here in the past. Big windows. And you reach inside the quiver to pull out the Borealis. And are instantly set upon by buffeting and freezing winds. Instantly numbing your... Tiny little paws, causing frost to build on your spines and quills. I'm going to need you to roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Twenty-one. Excellently done. The winds continue to pull around you. You're shaking. You're becoming more and more numb. The tip of your black nose becomes purple with the cold and you're starting to feel like the snot freeze as it starts coming down off your face roll me another constitution saving throw he's just trying to kill me 22, 22. This, is, this is going really really well and i realize now that i had to restart obs so nothing is uh set up anymore so this is fun um okay uh, it continues to f try and freeze you to death. Roll me one more. As the hour passes in 19. God, I had faith in you too, and you totally freaking nailed it. We love to see that. Let me see if the map is set up. Nice. Okay, everything's good now. Um, 
as the hour passes, the wind swirling around you the entirety of the time, you feel like you're going to just pass out. The cold is going to take you away. And you feel this tiny blip of heat inside. It's like this little piece of light. And you reach for it internally and find recognition. You find understanding. And you find attunement with the Borealis. All right. So this, Rob, uh, is now exclusively in your journal. It is, you come to learn as it speaks to you. It is an artifact that was crafted by an ancient powerful wizard built from the finger of an elemental aspect. It seems to be a piece of the opposite of the aspect that you will face later today. There's a whole bunch of things that go along with this. Um, but you now wield the Borealis. The wind dies down around you, and you feel the understanding that should a time come, you can call forth that wind whenever you would like. You also are granted various different abilities through the Borealis, and you can read about those there, and we'll, uh, when we hit break, maybe you can get a little bit more familiarized with them. That being said, Eli, you spend the hour doing so with the Borealis. Now, what would you like to do? Uh, I am absolutely heading right over to Eliza. Okay. You do so. Uh, do you put the Borealis away or are you carrying it with you now? I guess that depends on, uh, is it still doing its whole... Well, that's what I was just saying. It, it is based on your need of it. The, the wind uh... is at your call. So, I mean, can I... Have the cruel winds not be so cruel when I don't need them to be? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the wind only exists when you want gotcha. them. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. You're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll walk with it like it's just, just your average staff. Okay. And you walk with it, but people are definitely noticing it's not your average staff. Some of the, like, you know, council aides that you pass by through the the thing. Like, there's this... You may not feel it anymore, but the people around you feel this, like, this chill when you walk by. It's like when you open a walk-in freezer, right? And you can feel the air come out. It's that brief instant of that every time you walk by someone new on the street. And you eventually make your way to Eliza's. Back out... Amongst the people, noticing the same thing that everyone else did with how busy it is and everyone getting ready for things. Eliza is finishing boarding up her shop. And you see Lucky outside. Looks to be oiling a new bow. Dagonet sitting on a bench next to them, concentrating on what looks to be a long, black-hafted and scrolled leaf-bladed spear. And Pez... Looks to have a short bow now. 
Y'all went shopping without me? Uh, uh, this this spear here uh, is uh, uh, Eliza doesn't know what it uh, it does, so uh, I'm testing it out for her. Ah. Same. Yeah, same. Kind of. Uh, Pez is really the the only one that uh, went shopping. <laughs> Shoot stuff with this thing. But we did get some uh, or at least one fire resistance potion so well one's better than nothing right. and in a pinch hopefully i can protect you for some fire like i did uh in the the tender shrine um uh she's inside if you want to you know go say hey for, uh for some reason why are you whispering about it she you can't hear anything, it's... Uh-oh. Eli? You good? Okay, you're good. Can you hear us? Okay, we can't hear you. Yeah. For some reason, I hear music. But not Alderhall music. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. You could hear my Spotify? Yeah. yeah. How? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Weird English British magic. Harry fucking Potter. <laughs> You're a wizard, Rob. How did that happen? That is so weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah, she's uh she's inside if you know, if you want to go. She said she definitely wanted a hug, so get that one in. <laughs> Our hat then, and uh, yeah, Eli will uh, mosey on in. Yeah, you open the the door, uh, and and walk in, and you find Eliza like inside boarding up one of the windows, and she's, Eli, you did make it. They said that you would, but you know, thought you might be a little bit too busy. And she sees like the borealis, and you're like, what in the hills is that? It's uh, hopefully. What's going to help us stop all this madness? But, uh... I'm a little more troubled by the fact that you didn't have faith I'd mosey on through. Well, I, you know... I worry sometimes that you and your friends are going to get a little bit too big to come visit little old me. Nonsense. And, uh, Eli... Eli will... Open his arms wide for a hug. She gets it. She hugs you. She says, oh, you're so cold. I got the chills. What's going on? Oh, I gotta warm yeah, you yeah, up. Sorry. And she like starts trying to like rub your fur. <laughs> oh no, I'm fine. I, I think it's uh, sure? this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would. Yeah, that would that would make sense probably. Yeah. <laughs> like touches him. Ooh, my fingers numb. Yeah, just. Be careful. This thing's uh, pretty powerful. I'm Made not the of, one um, holding it. Maybe you should be careful. No, I feel fine. He, like, takes a look at you, and you still have, like, some frost that's melting off from your quills and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, all right. I'm glad you stopped by. I, I gave some things and sold some things to <sighs> your friends that will hopefully help you out. 
That's all. I don't really have Thank much you. more than that right now. Nah, that's all. Sorry, maybe it is a little cold. I might sneeze. Uh-huh. Okay, we're good. All right. Uh, that was weird. Um... <laughs> I, if we make it out of this thing, uh, you gotta, you can't just give all your stuff away. No, 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 no. We, well, you we gotta land on your feet after all this. We made a couple deals, and they'll have to come back. Some of them are on loaner, but I mean, if y'all don't do this, that's it. Not my dream's over. Everyone, she like gestures, just in the general. Everyone's dream is over. That's it. So if, you know, I can pitch in a little bit with this, then, well, it's worth it. You know? We'll get through it. We'll get through it. We have to. I mean, this is bigger than any one of us. Uh, it's going to take... Everything we got just to just to even stand a chance against this thing. I mean, I literally am carrying the finger of a dead frost elemental. Is that what that is? Oh my god! Huh. I just uh, not that I never believed in the tales of Gaspard and whatnot, but you figure with all these holy books, there'd be a little bit of exaggeration. Yeah. I don't think there's exaggeration. This is pretty nuts. Oh, well, we do live in a world of fantastical things, and maybe this is just part of it. Yeah. Well, in any case, I mean, we've been through trials and tribulations and traversed the whole wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think we can do this. I just, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't quaking in my quills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm shivering my whiskers, so. It's, uh, I don't know if they told you. I'm, I'm going to join the Bucket Brigades down on the front line. Try and keep the fires back as long as possible. Um, but you, uh, when it's over, you come find me, right? Of course. Good. Good. Uh, anything else I can help you with, Eli? Just stay safe. Promise me if If the fire gets too much, get to safety somewhere. I'll I'll do what I well. Yeah, we'll do the best we can. I. She looks around the room. Like, I mean, it's all just things, right? Right. Okay, uh, yeah, you come find me when it's done, and, uh, I'll be here, hopefully, at Eliza's 
Emporium. I'm done boarding up the place, so I'm a lock up and well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go meet the next brigade move. DM. Yeah. Insight check. What are you insight checking? What is Eliza feeling? What is she feeling in right particular? Mm -hmm. Is she wishing I do a thing? <laughs> a twelve. Uh it's it's hard to say. Um, I I I feel like Eli probably hasn't been. Eli probably doesn't recognize when someone is interested in them, right? And yeah. I think you're just in that same spot as usual, and you don't know. You don't know. All you know is that Eliza cares about you, apparently. It cares about your friends. Great. You are friends, and cool. Okay. I'm just, I, I'm just really just trying to find more ways to kiss Joel. That's really what it comes down to. TwitchCon we'll wasn't we'll enough for you, here. you bastard! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just feeling very romantic this week. I, I, yes, I bet. Oh, um, God. You can't tell right now. Uh, okay. For us, we, we absolutely get the camera of like. We get cats can't blush. We watch a cat blush because this is all animated, right? Obviously, uh, and she's like sheepishly looking away and looks up at him and like all all. There are a lot of signs and things, but Eli doesn't know. Yeah, Eli can't tell. Is the camera cut to the window with the rest of Eli's party like Just pressed up against it? Yes, because there's like a, a little crack, right? So we just see like snoots and beaks up pressed against it because like it's still boarded up right so you can like barely see inside we see you guys from there and we get that moment of just like quit pushing on me stop doing that stepping on my toes yeah Eli will he'll turn to leave and uh stop think about it and turn around and give her one more hug. She pulls just... you in as tight as she can. And he feels like, oh, she's she's kind of strong. Yeah, she's carrying that pack and pushing that cart for all those months and things. She gives you a oh. tight, tight hug. Careful, I still got a oh. raging fire monster to fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't come back, I'll, I'll be mad too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, good luck. Be safe. He gives you a nod and a little wave as you exit the shop. And like when you exit the shop and the store, the door goes open, we have like everyone tumbles out from behind the door frame and like jumps back up acting like they weren't doing anything. What the hell? Sorry, we were, there was a... I thought it was like, how'd it go? It was fine. Alright. You know. She seems sad. 
Just seems sad you went there. That one, I, I'm tuning to the frost oh, no, finger no, I'm thing. Just, I, uh, and and then Eli gives you the finger by uh, holding it out. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I take the quiver back. Uh, I do need. I do need that. Oh yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is there a window? For what? I just want to see what Eliza's doing after Eli well, there's, left. Like I she... said, there's that same crack between where she had been boarding up the windows, right? I'm just going to check it out. What does she look like? Is she, like, wistful? What's going on there? But there's that moment, like, the door closes and she kind of just, like, looks out and puts her paw down and looks down and she seems to be muttering something to herself and then shakes her head and turns around and adjusts her, her like, worker's apron, and she goes to grab a backpack, and she begins packing it with things. Dang it, Eli. Next time. You bet. Mm. Um, did the uh, espresso machine look good in there, you guys? I didn't even look at it. I was too distracted. I don't think it's been installed yet. Um, and ah. with the commotion, <laughs> Look, he's just awkwardly trying to change things. the subject. Just <clears throat> yeah, espresso. Uh, espresso machine. Did you, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I take the attunement with Rel, right? When you're uh, yeah. No uh, pretty powerful piece of equipment. Um, I think it'll be what we need. Uh, supposed to be. Uh, hope I use it right. I don't know. My first time fighting fire with ice. True. True. Well, should we join the, uh, the others down at the gate? Yeah, I think it's, it's been a couple, you know, an hour or so. They didn't say we had very long. So. Yeah. Because I would really like to maybe just hug my parents real quick if I can find them. And see what oh, they're just... Gods, of course, Pez, of course. No, I should have gone earlier. I mean, my old man. Well, they were in the I crowd. Maybe if, maybe they're still lingering around somewhere. Instead yes. of to go all the way, you know, to the house. I was trying to see them in those volunteer lines, but there's so many people out there. I didn't. Roll me perception. The lot of you. Looking for Pez's parents. Seven, Pez. 22, Eli. I can see people, 11. but I can't see into their hearts. Lucky. Yeah, uh, Eli, with the 22, um, you do note that it looks like Pez's parents have their, um, on the next elevator down, let's say. Um, it looks like they have formed up with one of the bucket brigades. Uh, on the next elevators down, meaning if we went to head down, we could catch the elevator with them? Yes. Yes, you could. All right. Step quickly. To the elevator. Yep. Sorry, Dagan. And you're like, I see him! And you gotta go run for it. <laughs> oh, what the... Oh, no. Put our little boots on over there. Oh, my gosh. 
And then, like, we get the camera of you guys running over to the elevator, and, like, this head pops out from inside the ground. I say, I say, I say, I think that's my daughter over there. Yes. And he, like, pushes aside some of the people. Come here. Oh my gosh, we're gonna give him a big hug. Yeah, and of <laughs> course, you give him a hug, your mom gives you a hug from behind. Like, oh, darling, I missed you. Welcome home. Oh my gosh, I missed you too, and it looks like you're all busy. You're gonna you're gonna go throw some water on some fire and yeah, stuff? Yeah, your father and I, well, we said we could stay here and do nothing with our time, or we can try and protect the home that We've had since, well, before you were born. Well, we felt like it was our duty to, to do whatever we could to help. That's right. Now we're going to go out there. And we're going to save this dang old tree. And our home. And your home. And your friends. When you go. Well, I heard that maybe you might be uh, fighting the thing that's doing all this. Pez, tell me that's not true. You're not doing that, right? You're going to leave that to the perch guard, right? I mean, they'll be there, too. We're just we're just going to help out like you're helping out down, down by the, the the fires, the bucket brigade. We're like the, the rock dude brigade. Now, it's one thing to go and save a tender out in the ashes, but it's another thing to fight a dang old mountain, Pez. Well, there's a plan and it'll be fine. I mean, Eli's got that big cold stick and I got a new bow and everybody's got some shiny new stuff and it'll be, it'll be fine. Are you prepared? Do you, do you, do you and mama have masks? Cause it gets real smoky down there by fires. Well, actually, yeah, there's a, there's masks that are being sold now around the place and they seem to be based on this design, I think, uh, they kind of like go up and under and around, and they've got these like flower prints on them. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll have plenty of. Th We're not fighting a volcano, Pez. You can't. It's not the same. I'm worried about you. You're, this is a this is this is real danger, Pez. I mean, yeah. It's it's just I mean, there's a plan. Uh, it, it sounds it sounds like a good plan, you know. And everything should work out just just fine. And and we we've beaten everything so far, right? And now we have more people to help out. And... Roll me persuasion she... for your dad. A twenty four. I mean, you were never gonna roll low on this, but. <sighs> He's like you, you like see him simmering a little bit. Like he's not angry, he's just he's so when he's worried he gets worked up, right? And so your mother, after after your, your speech, like lays a claw on his back. Honey. She'll be alright. Look at her friends. Look at them. They've been through so much together and like she said, where would we're going to help? She's got to do her job too. When it's all over, they can all come to the house and have dinner. Well, all right then. As long as you come and have dinner at the house. When we get back, we're gonna eat all of your beans. All the beans. So many beans. All the beans. 
All right. Fine. But be safe, Pez. And he, like, gives you another big old hug. And I think by the time we do this, you guys reach the bottom of the elevator and are stepping out where you find two companies of uh, soldiers and scouts as well as the uh, appointed members of the uh, magical portion that will be doing the... Uh, what the... What the, what the, what the is the circle? The, the summoning circle? Gosh, I forgot what I called it originally. Conjuration circle! Thank you, Joel. The Conjuration Circle, and they are all waiting for you to arrive. We will address what this means in the second half of our show. This is Diefall Alderheart, the finale, and we will be right back after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to Diefall Alderheart, the finale. Uh, our heroes have reached the bottom of the platform, uh, Pez's family in tow, and they are heading towards the two sets um, of, I guess, the, the, the Perch Guard and the uh, Humblefoot Brigade members that are um, going to be dispatched for this mission, as well as some of our, uh, the people that we know. Uh, Benesaradin is there, Corvax Ravain, uh, Winsworth. Uh, Oddwald Ebenhart, uh, Riffin the Ash Knight, Susan of the Swamp, and both Tever and Havel are in attendance as well, as well as a small uh, company of Raptor Rangers that will be assisting Lucky. Um, yeah, so Oddwald greets you as you arrive. Oh, good, good, right on time. Um, everything is. He like he notes that Eli is holding the Borealis now. That's good. Looks like you got it under control for now, huh? Great. All right. Um. So, plan of action, huh? You guys ready? Lucky, you understand what you need to do? Yep. Well, the obnoxious to a volcano. Yeah, Someone it'll be. Did. It'll be fine, right? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Um. Great. So here's what I want you to do. We're gonna all head out towards the, we're gonna head out towards the Conjuration Circle. We'll break off with you about halfway there so you can go get its attention and then you'll meet us there, okay? All right, we gotta move pretty quickly here. So there's a contingent of the Perch Guard that has already gone ahead of us to try and clear a path. And we will be following in that footsteps with the Humble Folk Brigade here and then the Perch Guard the Raptor Rangers and you, Pet Lucky, will be breaking off from us roughly halfway. All right, let's go. And so you guys begin your march into the humble wood. Uh, Ian, question? Yes. How long is this march? Uh, so doing it rather quickly, as quickly as possible, it's going to be like roughly half the day, probably. Okay. What's up? Okay, hang on. Yes. I would like to maybe use the one feet I had one time ever. And for 10 minutes of towards the end of the walk before we break, Lucky's going to be trying to be an inspiring leader. Okay. All right. Post that in the chat for me. Ins go. Inspiring leader. You can spend 10 minutes inspiring your companions, shoring up their will to fight. When you do so, choose up to six friendly creatures. Uh, with that, it can include yourself within 30 feet. They can see or hear you. Um, each creature gains 10 hit points equal to your level plus your charisma modifier. 
Creature can't gain 10 hit points in this way again until they finish a short or long rest. Yeah, absolutely. How do you rouse your friends for fighting spirit? I, I feel like... I feel like he's probably trying not as, not as eloquently as Pez, but he's trying to like re recount everything we've done. Like, remember that time that we get slimes and he got stuck, but we pulled us. It was crazy. We didn't think we were gonna make it. And then that time with the band, we saw. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know if we were gonna take her out, but we got her. And then you know, just the whole time, just like trying to be like, remember how cool you were? Remember you took that shot, that one shot, Pez? And just, I just remember when you I just like wow you stabbed a guy <laughs> yeah. the whole time remember what remember when we like like got the bandit camp in yeah. line with older and everybody was like we're friends out you know remember yeah. that? <laughs> okay all right um he's not very like eloquently he's like, oh it doesn't need stand to stand with me friend it's just kind of like you're 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 badass you're badass. You're badass. You're badass. <laughs> you, you guys are you guys are so cool. You're so cool. Uh, I and mean, that was the cool one at first, but now you are cool, which is great. Cool. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. So that is your level five plus your charisma score, which is what? Two. Two. So you guys each have seven temporary hit points. You can put that in the little box there. Uh, and you will subtract that first. Um, you said six people, including uh, us. Including yeah, so me? lucky, who else? You got two two others. Uh, Oddwald. Okay. Because I do have a story of him. I'm just like, yeah. don't forget, don't forget, man, that you you know you saved us. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe uh, one, maybe the leader of the Raptor. What is it called? The Raptor. The Raptor Rangers. Go yeah, go. The Raptor, Raptor Rangers. 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 Uh, don't DM site. Yes. Um. Uh, can we? <laughs> Definitely. Um. The leader of that group because he's gonna have to be. They're gonna or they are gonna have yes. to be escorting me through for for the. Yes. Uh, Their name is Reginald. Yeah. Reginald. That's uh -huh. right. Uh, and Reginald, all the Raptor this? Rangers. Let's just say there's four of them. They're uh, they're quartuplets. Is that how you say that? They all look exactly the same. But they pose different, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Act absolutely. They all pose different. And they all use, like the Ninja Turtles, different weapons as their primary uh, forms of engagement. Yes. Reginald is the, uh, let's say, the double sword user. Sweet. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> Reginald the yep. Red Raptor Ranger. Yuppers. Yo. Let me tell you... <laughs> Cool, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely want Oddwald, but yeah, uh, definitely somebody who's gonna get stuck with me for the latter half of this. So sure, yeah, they're gonna be helping cool. you out anyways. Um, so they will get Sweet. seven bonus hit points here as well. Perfect. Cool. Um, cool. yeah. So the day passes, and it seems that the the perch guard has done a very good job of clearing out the way uh, to get to the conjuration circle. Um, you can see some, like, fighting off in the distance, but the, the whole point is that you cannot stop to engage any of these things. You must continue onwards. Um, so pushing past all of the, the what the perch guard is doing, you can also see some, like, bucket brigades in the, in the distance, too, that are being guarded by perch guard, putting out different fires and things. Um, it, there's a lot of things going on, but eventually you get to the point where Audible goes, Okay, okay, this is it. Rangers, lucky? This is where you go get them. Now you'll basically get into contact with them as soon as we reach the conjuration circle, just giving us enough time to 
start the ritual. And hopefully by the time you get over here, we'll have the whole thing going. Yep. Yep. We got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Uh, let's go then. And so Oddwald has everyone follow him towards the Conjuration Circle, and you guys continue on your way in uh, in a force march. Uh, this allows a couple of seconds of time for Pez, Eli, and Dagonate to maybe say uh, some words to Lucky as the march continues onwards. How long is it going to take to get to the Conjuration Circle? Uh, probably like an hour or so. Ah, uh, shoot. Okay. Hi, right, guys. Good luck on your end. You got this. Um, don't worry, Bobby. <laughs> Clearly, I got this. Uh... And, uh, we will have stories to tell in the future, right? Pez is gonna write a hell of a song about this when this is done. I can only imagine. I'm, I'm gonna make, like, a whole compiled book of all of our adventures. But lucky, just, just so you know, like, your chapter is gonna be the the, the thickest one out of the bunch. Cause, only a book. Oh my gosh. We know you are amazing. <laughs> all right, well, you know. I would say call me if you need me, but I'll see you in a little bit. Cool. All right. Okay. He starts to kind of shuffle off. Yeah, and so you shuffle off to bait. Be bait for the aspect of flame. Uh, I'm sure fun. this will work out in every way, shape, and form. Um, we're just basically going to say some time passes here. Pez, Eli, Dagonet, you reach the Ashen Plain. It is hot. It is sweltering. And the Conjuration Circle seems to lie just past this breach of this copse of trees. Actual green trees. And you step out onto the Ashen ground and you feel the heat, but the forest isn't so far gone off of you. It's kind of reassuring. It reminds you of what you're fighting for here. The five... Magic users go over to the Conjuration Circle, and Oddwald begins issuing out orders. The Humblewood Brigade, including Benesaradin, begins to fan out uh, on all sides, trying to scout the area to see if there is anything that might be uh, trying to harm them. Um, Tever is not part of the magic users, but also not part of the brigade, and is kind of between the two. Serving as somewhat of a, a scout and, uh, you know, knowing his powers, probably going to deal out some healing for some people at some point in time. What are you guys doing right now, Pez, Eli, Dagonet? Nothing? Probably quadruple checking that I have everything. Okay, sure. At the ready, including what is my spear? What is your spear? <laughs> Lucky for you. Uh, so remember when I miss said that there was a spear or a uh, a bow of vengeance. Um, so yours is a spear of of vengeance, and um, it is a a cursed item. Um. <laughs> So it is inhabited by a vengeful spirit that has made itself somewhat known to you. You have felt the entity and you feel this need to use this weapon and only this weapon. Um, it is functionally a spear plus one. 
The vengeance portion you're not sure of yet. Excellent. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> we will have to see. Uh, Pez, what are you doing? Uh, Pez is just gonna plan her little her little flute thing just quietly. Just the, mm -hmm. the song that she was working on about the heroes of Alderheart, just trying to inspire herself sure. more than anything else. Sure. Found straight on something else. Um, Eli and yourself. Um, Eli is just, I guess, <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, I I know he's already attuned to the spear, but I think he's, or I'm sorry, the staff rather. But um, I think he's really just focusing his energy on controlling it. And uh, just getting ready to let loose okay. when he needs to. He's got some sure. powerful, I, I think, too, as people are walking, um, they notice that he's sort of like tossing around a little frost spell in his hand um, because he now knows Ray of Frost. Yippers! Um, he just does. And so I think he's sort of like, fooling around with that he doesn't really do a whole lot of like elemental magic usually so he's just very cool very cool uh this, all right yeah Pez? this would be great for the songs <laughs> okay as you are all getting ready and the magic users behind you are on the conjuration circle uh beginning their ritual uh, you note that each of them has taken up a spot. Some of them, it looks to be all of them but Oddwald are sitting, and they seem to be focusing on something. And you start noting the crackles of energy beginning in that location. And as soon as they do, a screech tears out from the woods. And a sound like a furnace appears from behind you. And shouts from the brigade come from all around you. The denizens of the Scorched Grove have noted the disturbance, and they have come to fight for their place back. It looks now that the brigade is able to keep them at bay. You can note them on the sides, but they are currently holding them back. And I think that's where we jump over to Lucky. Lucky. You've traveled with the raptors. And you found a hiding place. As you've been moving, you've seen the woodland denizens of all kinds fighting. Parts of the forest are ablaze. Bucket brigades are desperately trying to keep fires in check, while coordinated teams assault massive ash snakes using specially crafted nets to drive back swarms of ember bats. The scouts have led you further into the brush until you can see the blazing form of the aspect lumbering towards Alderheart. It hasn't spotted you or the guides yet. What would you right. like to do? All right. Uh, he's going to talk to Reginald. Reginald, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You think you're going to be able to keep up with me when we start moving? Ooh, we are all light up on that espresso. We are ready to go. All right, good. You want one? I've, I've got, like, I, we, they come in packets now. We come in packets. Uh, yeah, give me one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he pulls one out and he, like, hands you, like, this small leather pouch. Essentially, they're, like, portable packs of espresso now. All right. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. All we'll right. clear the way. Looks like the uh, perch guards all around us here already got it kind of under control. How are you going to get detention? Hey, uh, don't, I'm, I'm gonna do, oh, lucky, lucky, always move, and I'm just gonna shoot it. I don't have any other way. Yeah, 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 no, no, this is good, this is good, we like this, we like this. Rangers! Rangers! Spread it out! And so they go off diving into the underbrush to begin to clear the way for you. All right, all right, he pulls his arrow, he just, like... Is he, uh, 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 I imagine we discussed they're going to let me know when the way is clear. <laughs> There's a signal. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, he pulls an arrow out. He aims. He's trying to find any sort of like crack, visible crevice. Uh, he can shoot at 150 yards and he's just going to. All right. Roll. Roll with your longbow, please. <laughs> that is a natural one. I don't think it's because you don't hit it. It just goes. It's a spasm strong. It just goes. Okay. Okay. And it just falls off this giant creature. And it looks around. And we like get the sight from its eyes, right? Through the camera. And it finally settles on this tiny gerbine, arrow drawn back again for the second shot. And it goes. That's right. <sighs> he shoots again as he looks at me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That's another natural one. That's two natural ones in a row. Think. And it picks up a rock and is going to hurl it at you. Are you going to start moving? Yes. He immediately starts moving. Okay. So. And he's like, let's go. Lucky starts taking off into the underbrush, and it gets mad. It definitely sees you. It definitely understands that it's under attack right now. And it's, and it's going to throw a rock in your direction. The first one's going to go wide, but it crashes through the underbrush, and you watch, like, we get the camera <laughs> angle of it as the giant rock, like, takes out an ash snake as well as some of the perch guard that were fighting it at the same time as it tumbles over them. Lucky's running. Lucky, I'm going to need you to roll me either athletics or acrobatics right now. That is a 20. Excellently done. Another rock is picked up. <laughs> And he hurls it. Make your dexterity saving throw at advantage, please, as you're staying ahead. 21. It crushes down beside you, scattering a couple of trees as you dodge over and maybe tabletop over a fallen log and keep running. Roll me another acrobatics and or athletics check, please. That's a 12. A 12. Okay. So this one, without advantage, another rock comes in. As it's gaining on you. Dexterity saving throw a 22. So you will take half damage as you basically get sprayed 
with all of the rocks and rubble that come off of this as some of it's blazing and hot and molten. Uh, so this is gonna be because you dodge out of the way pretty well. So it'll be six damage. This is gonna be six fire and bludgeoning damage. Essentially a combination of the two here as it just scatters all over you. Taking out a couple more trees. You watch as like ember bats go scattering in the brush. Yeah, um, okay. I'm gonna need another uh, athletics check from you. And this is where you have the opportunity to start doing things. You've got enough, you've got enough ahead here that you can probably, if you would like to, you can utilize an action to shoot at it if you want. Uh, okay. Two questions. Or you can take uh, another kind of action. Send you, okay. So are you, uh, uh, first thing, may I use the one thing I haven't used in a long, ever, uh, absorb elements on that previous hit. I don't want to, I can still take the six damage. It's not a big deal, but, uh, essentially I would just absorb some of that incoming fire damage that happened. Oh, and it's a reaction. And yeah, it's a reaction to that. Does it count in one of these sort of scenarios where it's a running? Yeah, sure. Damage? I don't care. That works for me. At least you get to use it. Yeah, I'll keep the six damage because I still had the temp HP, so that's fine. I don't want to retcon that or anything. Okay. Um, but so, would you rather me roll the athletics first or say what I want to do? Do what you want to do first. Okay. He is going to quickly scan the environment. Is there any? Buddy, like that's been running with me that's like fighting anything still because he saw the, the uh, previous perception? uh 14 oh, wait, hang on no i'm wrong 15. 15 oh yeah perfect yeah you can see the rangers have been keeping up they're all still around you can Is watch any... you watch as they like drive back together like two of them on one side loose off a bunch of arrows into the brush and you watch as an ash snake like turns around and leaves as they've been met with this barrage of arrows yeah they're definitely okay. keeping the way clear Essentially, I was going to ask, are any of them in danger of any sort of creature right now lagging them behind? Because there's no point no. me shooting the volcano, essentially. Yeah. Um, um, currently, no. They seem to be doing their job rather well. Okay. Then he is going to uh, ready a dodge, uh, if mm -hmm. I can. Um, Absolutely. He's just like, that, that really hurt me. And I'm just, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so for this, now I need your athletics check for staying ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, a twelve. Yes. Okay, you're, you're still you're still staying ahead. Um, <laughs> not as much to to make more distance. Like the tw mm. the twelves aren't enough for you to create distance. Just add. They're enough for you to maintain your distance, so he's not able to smack you with its like its hand or whatever. Um, but yeah, with this, you did take dodge though. Um, so it's, all of these are done as saving throws, so you can still make the dexterity saving throw at advantage here. Okay, sure. Because you took dodge. <clears throat> oh, I put it at disadvantage, 20, but 20, still. Totally fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, 22, 22, totally fine. Um, yeah, you're good. So you dodge out of the way of this next one absolutely <gasps> completely. You just <sighs> dodge roll to the side as it crumbles off into the distance. And you watch, you can see with your peripheral vision that like one of the raptors notes it and like... <gasps> quickly jumps back and upwards up into one of the trees and you continue running. Okay, next turn, what would you like to do? Oh God, uh, based on distance from how far we ran previously, how far would you say we are from the conjuring circle? Like how far are we from our destination? Like two or three more of these rolls. Uh, okay, then he was, he would, can I, <laughs> uh, can I use dash as an action? Uh, for an advantage on my athletics check to try to push forward. Sure, yeah. 
Go Can for I do it. that? Yeah. Sweet. I like that idea. <laughs> 17. Yeah. So you, you create a little bit more distance between you and the aspect. It falls a little bit further behind you. <sighs> and it gets really mad about this. And so it picks up two pieces, just hurls them at you. But you've created enough distance here where it's not going to be able to hit with either of them. But in that case, it's still going to try and catch you. So I'm going to need. <laughs> yeah. So you got to. What do you want to do now? It's, it's, just keep running. <laughs> just keep running and um, do the same thing. He's like, I was really successful. Okay, he's gonna try to dash again for his next action turn. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't have anything I can really. Side note, I don't think I can really do. I can't really do cast anything. I can't really I, yeah, I mean, shoot you can like try and shoot him, but like it's, I mean, it's whatever right now. Yeah, 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 you do you, you do you. More importantly, it's, I, I feel like in, in Lucky's mind, it's more important for him to just make it back alive. Yeah. Because uh, the combat will happen, he it's feels more, like. It's more important for you to make it than to do anything yes. right here. Um, and I, I feel like second note for his mind, if you, if you want to back and forth with me on what to do, mm -hmm. uh, Lucky's perspective is essentially get there, but make sure as many of the raptor like guard can get their back too. Uh, so he's okay. definitely can, keeping an eye out for them. That's why I was going to try to like, if there's anything that if anybody ever faltering or whatnot, using an action to help them in some way. Okay. Uh, but like you said, they're pretty, if they're pretty dexterous yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as well me, and like, fine. You let me know if you're actually, you're scanning. Like that's what I want to yes. know. Yes. Um, Since we've done two successful rows, I feel like it's with, he's, with, he, with him being far enough, enough ahead. ahead. Just yeah. That? Okay. Yeah. Um, so in that case, yeah. So you scan the area uh, and you note that it looks like Reginald is up in the trees and he's having a little bit of trouble against a swarm of ember bats here. Uh, he's having trouble getting away from them. One of the, one of his, his uh, brothers is on the ground firing up at them, but it doesn't seem to be doing enough at this point in time. What would you like to do? Yeah, then he's definitely going to shoot at these bats. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you take a take a stop. You get down on a knee and you fire off, what, one or two shots here? Uh, one shot. If it lands successfully, then I get extra attack. If Perfect. It's within five foot distance. So. Yep. 24 uh, definitely hits. Sweet. Go ahead. Um, That's damage on that guy. Boop. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's damage on that guy. Okay. Uh, and then and if then Horde Breaker, Breaker yeah, mm -hmm. be another one. Yeah, so. go for it. <laughs> okay, so that's a 24, a 24, and a 15. The 15 does still hit for Horde Breaker. <laughs> Roll damage for that, too. <sighs> so that is 18, and then 20, and 30. That's 30 total damage. I love that the Swarm of Ember Bats has less health than 30. <laughs> so you're just like, thump, 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 and you just take out like, they're like on skewers now. All of these bats just, <laughs> and they all just like, do, 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 hit, hit the trees behind and just are skewered there. And Reginald looks down and says, thank you, thank you. And he just takes off through the tree again. Go, 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 go. Nice, dude. Nice. We like that. We like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you're doing that. So this is your athletics check with no advantage then. You just roll straight athletics because you took the Sweet. time to, to do the thing. But it also means you're in range. Yeah, 20 athletics, which means uh, you are still, it's caught up a little bit. So it's definitely throwing stuff at you. So I'm going to need mm. you to, to go ahead and roll me the um, dexterity saving throw. Uh, with the, uh, that athletics, it's still an advantage, but I still need to roll the dexterity saving throw. Jesus. 25 definitely works. Definitely good. <laughs> 
Uh, so you'll take seven points of damage here. Um, yeah, from the, the fire and rock that go crashing across from you. You do note out, out of the corner of your eye, it looks like one of the rocks did clip uh, oh. one of the raptor brothers that was helping you out with the swarms. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. He just keeps running. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see the clearing ahead of you. It looks like you're almost there. Um, this is the last turn. What do you want to do? Uh, he's going to use the dash again, but, uh, he's definitely shouting this entire time. It's coming! Yeah, we get a camera flash to, like, where they are, and there's, like, what was that? I think I heard something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you, like, see above the trees, the, like, mountainous elemental comes in if you... And he picks up a rock and he... And you see it, like, goes scattering to the side, taking out some of the, like, Hummelwood Brigade that's defending over there. It's like... All right. Last turn. Ooh, is this at the advantage for the dash on the athletics? Yes. Okay, sweet. 20. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's still good. So he's still going to be able to throw the rock at you at this distance. Um, so I'm going to need the dexterity saving throw at advantage still. Okay. You <sighs> 2d101. Jesus. Okay. Uh, three points of damage as you get scattered with the rocks here. And we watch. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that's uh, okay. Cool. Yep. And we get the camera view from where the rest of the party is here, right? Looking into like this opening in the in the uh, the woods that they had come out in, they're facing it. You can see the monster there. The ground begins to quake softly and then heavier is more rhythmic until you can see Lucky, tiny <laughs> form in front of them. Like the top down version of this is like tiny little Lucky running ahead of the thing. As it crushes behind them, rocks going everywhere, molten, uh, Molten rocks scattered through the tree line. Lucky bursts out through the tree line towards the party, and then the trees erupt in flame as the aspect burns through the forest, leaving cinders in its wake. It seems to recognize you and bellows its fury as it advances. And I'm going to move you to the final battle. And here we go. This is so cool. Okay. The aspect in the trees towards the south, the rest of the party towards the north. North of you, you can see where the uh, conjuration circle is, the magic users there trying to complete the the ritual, as well as the Humblewood Brigade fighting off uh, the denizens of the Ashen Grove behind you. But the aspect lies ahead. I'm gonna need everyone to roll me some initiative. Dagonet, that is a negative two. Oh no! Dagonet, oh no! Okay. Make sure everyone can see the turn order here in the top. There we go. And then I will begin rolling my side of things. Welcome to Joel Plays Library of NPC. <laughs> Yeah, library of things. Luckily, I've, this is all pretty much static. I already know what's happening on each of these turns because I have had weeks to prepare for this. Uh, but the one that we do get to worry about 
Big baddie himself, the aspect of fire is, is what we're gonna actually look at here. Boom. Okay. All right. So, at the uh, top of the turn order here, we do have Pez at 20. Uh, everyone else's actions behind you are also going to happen at 20. You listen to the crackle of magic behind you, and we get the, obviously we get the camera that pans behind all this thing, as finally Oddwald has apparently gathered enough of the magical energy from the, the mages around him to unleash the Conjuration Circle in its entirety, and, and you watch as the aspect in front of you begins to shrink somewhat in size as the conjuration circle begins to take hold. It seems less mountainous right now and more like a big fiery hill. Uh, the rest of the Humblewood Brigade behind you fighting the Ash Snakes and the things and Riffin and all of those guys back there, Benesarid and, and otherwise, um, they are, uh, basically just trying to protect the Conjuration Circle. Tever is going to run up to Lucky here and is going to cast a, uh, healing, uh, it's gonna do, what is it? Not healing, touch, cure wounds, which I believe at third level will do 1d8 plus spell casting, so it'll do 3d8. Plus his skill casting modifier, which is five. 19. So you heal 19 points of damage from the cure wounds uh, from Tever here. And he sees you come out. He's like, come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Tever. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Okay. Yeah, and like this like green enveloping light goes around you. You kind of see like these astral uh, vines encompass you. And he's like, Okay, hope that's enough, hope that's enough. And we like watch as some of like the burns fade away from your face, but not the soot and all the all the other stuff. It all just stays there. He's like, I'm gonna go help Havel now. Uh, good luck everyone. And he runs backwards this direction towards Havel. Okay, Pez, top of the turn order, at initiative 20, what do you want to do? The aspect of flame is in front of you somewhat diminished due to the magical uh, attributions from Oddwald here. Is that 60 feet away from me? Uh, you still have movement, regardless. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I, f I forget. If, um, beforehand I was gonna hand Dagene the uh, fire resistance potion, I forgot to do that. Is that an action, or is that... I always, I generally say, like, handing something off, or picking up a weapon, or tossing a weapon aside and drawing a weapon, uses part of your movement. Okay, yeah. I was just gonna move forward just one step and take it, take, take, take it, take the thing. I'm gonna hand out the fire potion, fire resistance potion. Um, yeah, okay, easy enough. You do so. Dagonate takes it, and you can't do anything with it right now, but you take it. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna cast a attack on it. Okay. Um, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna take out the Aulos and do a little do do the do the shatter thing. Just do the. You're sound, gonna just do the shatter thing. I'm just gonna. Well, it's far away right now, so Have it's you, a good time to do it. The when's the last time you cast shatter? In, against Oakheart. Against Oakheart. Okay. Um. That was a two. Okay. Wow, that's hmm, 
That's unfortunate. Okay, so it will do, it needs to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Uh, it, it might have disadvantage. Creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage. I don't know if that counts for it. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's disadvantage. Definitely, yeah, it's the same number. It fails, so it's going to take all 24 points of damage. What does your shatter look like again? Uh, she just does a little, little doot toot on the thing, and then it just kind of reverberates outward and gets more screechy as it goes out, and just yeah. kind of like... As it, like, thunderclaps on top of this aspect. Yeah, uh, which I think the entirety of the spell fits on his body, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat. Uh, yeah, and he takes 24 points of damage there. All right, perfect. That is a good start. Pez, what else would you like to do? Just gonna bonus action throw a um, bardic inspiration on Lucky. Just like, Lucky, you did it, you're here, and you did so good, you're so fast, fast, fast little derby I've ever seen. Let's, let's get this big rock, it's fine. I think you like look over and Lucky's got his like hand between his legs, just like, <laughs> Yeah, got it, thanks. <laughs> Woo! Fastest kid alive. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pez, that is bonus action. That is action. That is part of your movement. Do you have any other movement you want to take here? Nope. Um, All right. Eli, add initiative 19. What would you like to do here? Eli's going to turn to his companions and... Say, well, let's see what this thing can do. And uh, he's going to step forward about 10 feet and mm -hmm. uh, kind of just plant it on the ground yeah. and open his mouth and just shoop the whoop, baby. Yeah, how far does that go and what are you doing? Because I Give read that, but not everyone else has. Give him a breath of winter, which is a hundred foot cone. One hundred foot cone in front. It's actually massive. While holding the staff, you can use your action to unleash an icy cold blizzard from your mouth. A hundred foot cone of hoarfrost blasts forth in the direction of your choice, dealing 9d8 cold damage to all creatures within the cone. If they fail a DC 18 constitution saving throw or have as much other success. Can't use it again until the next dawn, but you are starting off with something. I yeah. ain't, ain't messing around, baby. Yes, okay. Um, okay, uh, what does it look like? Give me give me the description of what this, you planted in front of you. Yeah, and Eli just, uh, he opens his mouth and I think because this magic doesn't come from him uh, and more so from the staff, it doesn't really have the like ribbony consistency yeah, yeah. i think it is just something more akin to the harsh winds and everything uh that were present when the staff was picked yeah. up initially um like the and it, it almost looks like a dragonborn's breath weapon yeah i think okay so just out of scary scale. like the frost aspect before it is brutally natural mm. and cold right and it is just an exuding uh blast of frost as it Man. across and you watch as like it instantaneously like frosts over some of the trees in front of you as they take all of this here okay so he has to make a constitution saving throw of 18. okay roll me 98 
please. 47 points of cold damage. Yeah. Um, it Those blasts over it, and the answer And you watch as, like, it coats all over its body, and you watch as the light of itself dims, and, like, the eyes and the furnace of the mouth seem to be chilled and cooler. The blue flame that was in there before is just... It's no longer white hot. Uh, 47 points of damage. Jesus Christmas. Okay. How it feels to chew five gum. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh I think Eli does genuinely like kind of just ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right, Eli. Is there anything else you want to do on your on your turn here? That was your action and some of your movement. Um. Would it be entirely reckless to like have a the borealis in one hand and the blade of the wood in the other? <laughs> um, you can, but I will say that it means that you can't. Which one's in your offhand? I would probably switch the borealis to my offhand. Yeah. Um. So no shield, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and you can't make an attack with the staff, is what I'll say. So you only get your sense. attacks with the blade itself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I will... Mm. No, I will stay with the Borealis for now. You rolled so many eights on that I 98. Did. That I is did. insanity. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Eli's gonna... Um, does that count as a spell? Uh, what does it, does it read as cast as if, or, you know, no, it's just, an, it's an ability. It's Breath of Winter. Mm, it doesn't yeah. say spell. It's not a spell. You only get one. <laughs> Dope. I think bonus action. Uh-huh. If if I can cast a spell, I would do um Yep. <sighs> yeah. Spiritual weapons coming out. Absolutely. That's I was I like, mean, oh, do I What else are you gonna do? Do I right? shield the faith or, or do I spiritual weapon? <laughs> but no, I want the Dude, weapon. It's always spiritual weapon. I that is the always weapon. the choice. It, um, it's my crutch. It's my crutch. Okay. Uh do you have the token still or do I need to grab it? Uh oh! Did you give me the token? Uh, you yeah. Let have me. It. Let me. You may need to grab it. I don't see it. That's fine. I'll get it. Uh, the seven, which is a natural one, is obviously oh, yikes. not yeah, going to no. be enough to to do any damage on this turn. Uh, but yeah, you you do. The the spiritual weapon is summoned. Go ahead and ping the location for me. Sure. 60 actually, feet if I, if I go ahead and summon it, you should be able to actually just maneuver it around if you need. Yes, I see it. Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. That'll be my turn. Perfect. Uh, the aspect is going to use one of its uh, legendary actions and is going to 
pick up a rock from the ground and hurl it at the being that just, uh, I don't know, blew really cold frost all over it? Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's going to do that. Uh, I need you to make, oh, any creature within 15 feet of the target location. That is everyone. That's actually everyone. So everyone, I'm going to need you to I make me walked further uh, a dexterity saving throw, please. I would like to use my bonus inspiration. Uh, you can use it after you roll if you would like. So you don't have to declare it right away. So 22. Do you feel confident in a 22? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eli with a nine. Lucky with a 22. No, no. Bardic is after. You just have to do it before I arbitrate. 16 for Dagonet. 20 for Pez. Dagonet and Eli will both take the full brunt. Oh my god, this is actually. In the proximity of which. This is a lot. We'll take 20 points of fire and bludgeoning damage. Uh, 10 points to both uh, Lucky and Pez. Yes, Eli. I am resistant to fire damage with the Borealis. Mm -hmm. uh, it's half and half. So, because it is, it's a rock, right? So it still does bludgeoning mm. damage. So 10 of it is fire, 10 of it is uh, bludgeoning. So I would be taking so 15, 15 total? 15 points. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. And now it will take its actual action. It is going to move forward. It is up freaking set. And it has just enough movement to squarely put itself here in front of Eli, where it will make a multi-attack. First, it slams down with its right fist and then the left, that is a 21 and a 16, Eli. Both hit. This is oh, all yeah. fire damage, and this comes okay. out to 22 total, so you take 11 points of fire damage here based on your resistance holding the staff. Really good idea that you have that staff right now. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, okay. It's like having rage all over again. I love it. Oh, right. Okay. All right, uh, and that is the Aspect's first turn for now. Wait, how much cold damage? It took 47. Okay. I'm just making sure I've got everything done. All right. Done. Lucky, your turn. He's going to go ahead and make his max movement to yeah. get away. So let's see. Yeah. He's and, just and like when literally. You're in vicinity, you can feel like even though it's yeah. been coated in this frost, you can feel the heat of the aspect pouring off of this. Eli, most especially being right in front of it and after being hit mm. by it. Yeah, it's really hot here. This is, this yeah. is problematic. He immediately was just like, oh, but uh, yeah. as he's running, though, he is going to cast a healing spirit right yes. on top of Eli again. Okay. Sorry, buddy. Other buddy. Oh, God. Uh, it is a bonus action. Um, do you want me to roll the heal or you want me to wait till Eli's turn? We wait till Eli's turn. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he's just going to, as soon as his feet are planted where he's standing, he's just going to draw an arrow. Okay. Yeah. 
24 of the vicious longbow. Yes, definitely hits. Go ahead and roll me damage. Cool. He's and then with extra attack, I think he'd hit again, right? Uh, yes, extra attack, you yeah. can do it again. So 11 piercing damage with the, the vicious longbow. <sighs> 16. Uh, 16 does indeed hit. Five. Okay, so 16 total points of damage here. Uh, you note, unlike when fighting Oakheart, it seems that this bow packs a little bit more punch with every arrow that comes out. All of the arrows seemingly coated in some kind of magical light sink deeper into the aspect than you oh. would have expected. I just realized... So it's a vicious longbow, as in like the actual item vicious longbow? Yes. Okay, so it's extra seven points of damage on top of that. Is that right? Uh, on a natural 20. On a natural 20. I'm an idiot. Thanks, bye! Mm -hmm. and if I remember the bone goes, that right. Yeah. Yes, we all right. It's great. Yeah, so 16 more points of damage here uh, against the, the aspect. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right, Pez, anything else? Or excuse me, Lucky, anything else that you want to do here? Uh, I think he, since he's close enough to eyeball them, he's like, You guys hurry it up, look at Eli! Dagonet. At negative two on the initiative order, what would you like to do? Uh, well, down the, the fire resistance potion that has handed me. Taking the potion will be in action, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. That's fine, because... Because we just see I how have... dangerous that is. <laughs> And I have an accent turn. <laughs> that is true. You do. So yeah, he's going to down it and then walk up for like the first action. Mm -hmm. And then accent charge and I am going to take my shiny new spear. Yeah. And, and with do a thing. vengeful force, poke it for Eliza. Yeah. Poke it for Eliza. Go! And 18 hits. Go ahead and roll me some damage. The Eliza strike. 10 piercing damage. Nice. Uh, I'm assuming you're one-handing this with... Because you just did the potion. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so 10 more piercing damage. Yeah, and you watch. Having a very similar experience to Lucky here. Where... Oh. Oh, it sinks in. It's really hot and it's miserable, but like... You remove the spear, and the spear is undamaged, even though it was seemingly in a furnace worth of flames. Yeah, okay. It's really nice to have a magical weapon here. You're like, oh, finally something. Yeah, yeah. And Eliza wanted to poke it again. Yeah, go ahead and hit it. A 10. Yeah, 10's not going to be enough this time. Uh, you watch as you, like, catch one of the pieces of rock that's around its molten shape, and it kind of, ting like, put, just pushes it away. Unable to find purchase there. All right. Uh, Dagonet, anything else? Second wind. Okay, yeah, go ahead and pop second wind here to get some of your health back. Alrighty then. Uh, so it should be, it'll be the seven plus your level instead of your constitution there. So it'll be seven plus five, so you'll have 12 extra hit points. Okay, 
All right. Anything else, Dagonet? Nope. Okay. As a legendary action, it will Molten Fist you back, Dagonet. That's a 26, which does hit, dealing 23 fire damage. Luckily, you've just downed this potion as you feel it warming your gullet and cooling the flames of the beastie. You will take a total of 11 points of fire damage here. Okay. Uh, Pez, it is top of, top of the round. What would you like to do? This thing's nasty. Uh, I'm gonna, I am I want to cast Fairy Fire on it so we get advantage on attack rolls, possibly. Yeah, so even though it is already big, bright, and illuminated, luckily Fairy Fire also generates nice little purplish flames all the way around it, granting you advantage on all attacks against it for the duration. Uh, it is just one action. It is a concentration spell up to a minute, so we'll have to know, we'll have to maintain that you know it's a concentration spell. Uh, in a 20-foot cube, I'm assuming you just place it in an area where it only affects the, the big, bo big boy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, objects and affected creature shed dim light. Any attack roll against the affected creature has an advantage. So basically, you're just granting the advantage. Yeah, which is huge. That's a massive amount of, of roll bonus there. Okay. Uh, that is your action, Pez. What else do you want to do here? Uh, I'm just gonna bonus action, maybe just do a little, little healing word on Dagonet. Dagonet's getting beat up. Mm -hmm. Don't like that. Um, you do that at really at level two. Yeah, so eight points of healing as Pez shouts some encouraging words to you, Dagonet, to try and keep you healthy throughout this ordeal. Okay, Pez, anything else? You still have movement remaining? You are muted. I'm leaving. Bye. You're going to step, take a step back? Yeah, it's probably smart. Uh, the rest of this wasn't very good. Um, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. Uh, all righty then. Uh, at the top of the round, at 20... Uh, it looks like there is some some shenanigans are happening behind you. An explosion goes off as one of the magmans dies, but also takes one of the uh, uh, the Humblewood Brigade with it and damaging the area around it here as it explodes outwards in a fiery, rocky mess. Um, this ends up dead. This is damaged. This is all this. So he's going to try and help out here. There, there, there. All right, more magic is being pumped into the area here. The aspect of fire is feeling the crush of the uh, the summoning circle here. It is also going to use another one of its legendary actions to slam down a fist into Eli here. Uh, a 17 Eli, does that connect? Okay, that is 19 points of fire damage taken down to nine for you. Uh, and Eli, it is now going to be your turn. Okay, um, the guardians are coming out, baby. Okay. Uh, Eli is going to cast his spirit guardians. Um, now, it says that any number of creatures that I can see, I could choose to be unaffected by Correct. It. Um, by all accounts, can I see all of our allies on the battlefield currently? You knew they were here before. So I okay. feel like, you know what? We'll do this. You are a tested spellcaster now. Let's see if you've able to 
you've been able to keep your concentration throughout the fight so far to remember sure. everyone. Roll me a constitution saving throw at advantage. Okay. 12, yeah. Above a 10 was all I needed for that. So you okay. remember everyone you need to remember okay. after having come here to note that they should be undamaged by your spiritual guardians. Cool? Great. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a... Oh, uh, what's the distance on the 15-foot radius around me? I think that's close. I'll take a look here. Yeah. And 15 is one more that way. Okay, so 15 there, 15 there. Yeah, I gotta yeah essentially anybody who's not my ally, uh, if they enter the space on their turn or if they start their turn there, they're going to have to make a wisdom saving throw. Right. Um, um, Leslie, you're yeah. correct. The heal, uh, I believe it happens at the beginning of Eli's turn, so you're going to want to oh, roll right. that bad boy now. Thank you for the reminder. I forget how much it is, so you're going to have to let me It's know. 1d6, 1D6. so enjoy your 1 HP, by the way. Oh my goodness. Hey, it's it's one more than I had. Hey, one, one, one may be the loneliest number, but also... It can keep people alive. Just you watch. I'm going to take 16 damage and I'm going to still be it's awake. Like, even the spirit of Eli is like, <laughs> yeah. oh God, oh God, oh God. All right. So spirit guardians on summoning. Does it do anything? Go ahead and post uh, that for me if you no, can. No, I, I don't. Oh, I might have to futz around with the spell card. Uh, Yeah. If you just open it and copy paste it, whatever is in there, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Okay. Uh, or I can do it for you. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, let me open that up. Okay. Um, upon completing your thing, regardless, it is going to utilize... Um, okay, so Spirit Guardians, 15... If you're good at neutral, okay, blah, blah, blah. Effective creature speed is halved. When it enters the area for the first time on a turn, or starts the turn. Okay, so it will start the turn there. Mm -hmm. And then... Spirit Guardian stuff will happen. Okay? Mm -hmm. Cool. So, it is going to use its Molten Fist to blast down at, uh, at Dagonet here with its legendary as, action. As a, re as a reaction? Can it just do that it during my turn? It has legendary actions. Yeah, I know, but when did those happen? Oh, uh, is it not the end of your turn? No, not yet. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to do my spiritual weapon as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about it down there. T dude, I always have my spiritual weapon. I forgot it was down there. He my boo. He's got my back. Okay, go ahead. Uh, there it is. 25 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll me some damage. 11 points of force damage as the spiritual weapon finds its way into the back of the elemental itself. Gee. Now I'm done. Excellent. As you do so, the Molten Fist comes down on top of Dagonet. Uh, that is a 20 Dagonet. Yeah, okay. That is 12 points of fire damage, half to 6 due to the potion. So take 6 points of fire damage here from the legendary action. It is now the aspect of fire's turn. Uh, slash, or, oof. A 5. Okay. It is going to... Throw... Uh, some piping hot magma in the general direction of Pez here, which is going to contact some of the Humblewood Brigade as well as Pez. 
So, Pez, I'm going to need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. That is a nine. Can I re-roll that? Faded. Use your yes. faded die and re-roll. 25, a natural 20 to save on that, so you'll take half points damage of 32. So 16 points worth of damage here. I almost max rolled that. Uh, you'll take 16 points worth of fire and bludgeoning damage. It's half and half, depending on if you have. So it's eight uh, bludgeoning, eight fire, if you have uh, any resistances. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, it is then going to strike down with its multi-attack. Oh, not going to use multi-attack. It's going to stomp. It is going to stomp on, let's say, Dagonet here. Boom. Uh, a 17 Dagonet. Negative. Does not hit. You're able to... Oh, God! And hold it up and not be able to get me crushed by the stomping attack, which is actually very good because it could be really bad after that point. It did start its turn here. What happens with the spiritual stuff? Eli. What does he have to roll? Uh, wisdom saving throw for me, please. Okay, he's going to roll wisdom. What's the DC? DC is 14. Okay. Uh, he's going to just go ahead and use a legendary resistance and resist Rude. the damage for it. So you're going to roll 3d8 radiant there. Uh, and he's going to take the five points of damage here from the ability. Okay. okay. Uh, that is Aspect of Fire's turn. Lucky! What do you want to do? Get... Pez, are you okay? I'll be fine. Probably. Okay. Uh, he's gonna use his bonus action to Hunter's Mark. Okay. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just gonna draw... Draw another arrow and he's gonna fire! A nine, unable to contact on this one. Flies wide. Does she damage? Uh, yeah, you oh, do. Oh, I do. Due to the, right. uh, the thing. I forgot. Yep. That would have been the advantage one. It hits. Congratulations. Wow, that's crazy. For a moment, it's... Magical bows are nuts, dude. And then... six. So six on that first one. It's like, this is not okay. doing anything... Yeah. Pulls another one. <sighs> okay, for Eli. Uh, yeah. Twenty-five definitely hits. <laughs> and twelve. Boop, 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 boop. Two fourteen. 14. Yeah, fourteen is a solid number there. Uh, excellent. Right. You, you sure you're okay, Bez? I I'm fine. Burns a little bit. Okay. Let me know if you need me. Do something that I don't. Okay. Just kill it. Uh, that's that he's gonna stay here. Okay. Uh, the aspect of fire is going to take one of its legendary actions here to slam a molten fist down on Dagonet. A twenty-six does connect for seventeen total fire damage, halved down to eight Dagonet. Okay. Uh, Dagonet is now your turn. What do you want to do? Also, I forgot to mention this before. Both Eli and Dagonet starting in the vicinity of the aspect is is uh, too hot for you. And you will take... Oh, God. That's actually a lot. Um, 
2d10 points of fire damage, so 8 points of fire damage for being in the vicinity of the creature itself. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Alright. Dagonet. What's up? Sweating lots with singed uh, feathers. They're going to make this smaller, right? I don't think I'm not going to last much longer against uh, this... Sting, but he feels the urge to strike it more. Yep, hit it anyways. Oh, toggle on advantage. There we go. Yep, advantage. That is two <laughs> natural twenties. Yeah, I think you hit. Roll me some damage here. Uh, so it'll be ten total piercing damage here. Are you two-handing this or one-handing? And one. One? Okay. So 10 total piercing damage for this. Okay. All right. That's one. Okay. Okay. And again. Run it. Run it again. Run it back. 23 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll me more damage. Another eight points of piercing damage here. Okay. And he's he going to step back a bit. Yeah. Go for it. As you step back, you imbue an attack of opportunity. A Molten mm -hmm. Fist comes down in your general direction. Definitely hitting. Dealing 19 more points of fire damage. Have to 8. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Eli, you remain alone in front of the beast. Megane, is that your turn? Utilizing a legendary action, it will slam the other Molten Fist down into Eli for 22 points of fire damage, otherwise known as 11, because Eli is halved. I'm, I'm down. And Eli is down. Okay. Has Pingo. It ain't easy being this useless. As Pingo, it is your turn. Jeez. Oh, uh, so I forget a uh, healing word on a person. It doesn't get them up, but it heals them, right? It makes them conscious and heals them. They just don't stand up immediately. They have to stand up on their turn. Yeah. So it, it will remove, he, he will not be making death saving throws and he will be conscious and in the fight. That's probably good. I'm going to do that. Okay. Ooh, Eli, you, you get up. Oh my goodness. It's too big. It's too dangerous. Uh, ooh, seven. Uh, eight, eight total. Eli, you are immediately brought back to consciousness and you, you hear the encouraging words of Pez behind you. Eight hit points are imbued into you. And then I'm gonna just shoot it, I guess. And that's, do I get advantage too? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like in the short bow, come on. Uh, is it not working? 
No, it's just selecting it. Hey, give me a sec. Are you clicking it in the attacks and spellcasting spot? Uh. Oh, no. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> there it goes. 15? Uh, a 15 is just enough to hit. Oh, wow. Okay, neat. Five, Five points of piercing damage go into the beastie. Yeah. You note that the magical nature of the arrows that you fire from this bow seem to have a little bit more impact than the crossbow you were using earlier. Okay. Neat. Anything else, Pez? That is bonus action action. You still have movement remaining. Uh... I think she's okay here, just the slight panicking is all she's doing. Okay. Eli, it is... Well... Nope, it's used as legendary action, so it can't do anything here. Eli, it is your turn. Uh, Lucky, go ahead and roll me Healing Spirit. For five more points of healing onto Eli. Eli, you are prone and on the ground, but you are alive. The aspect has turned its gaze from you and looks to be trying to lift a piece of magma from the ground to hurl uh, at your friends or around you. It doesn't seem to notice you just yet. Um, okay, so I want to make sure I understand this correctly. Mm -hmm. I am looking at Glacial Prison. Mm -hmm. It says, other than the range, the effect is identical to, wall, to of ice. wall of Ice. Yes. Is it a wall, or is it like a complete radius a around it? A hemispherical dome, or sphere. So that would imply 3D. Or you can shave, or you can shave a flat surface made of 10. Oh, I see. Yep. Okay. So I could just make a ten foot wall. Uh you can shape a flat surface made up of ten ten foot square panels. Oh ten ten oh I see. <laughs> you can make a hundred foot wall. You literally gonna be like, talk to the hand. You can make an ice wall a hundred <laughs> feet long. Yeah. I would like to do that then. Oh my god. I would like to um, roll over, look up, be like, nah, -uh, uh -huh. um, and just do a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right there. Boom. Okay. And just, uh, I, I don't know how tall I can make it, but I'd like to, if possible, block the attack with that wall um and then also use my spiritual weapon because that's still there yeah it's still a thing it's not concentration for some reason uh an eight is that am i reading that right or is it 25 yep. 25 with eight damage there we go oh, sorry yeah yeah, 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 sorry. yeah i didn't have it in front of me all right cool uh yeah i'm just gonna preemptively do this as well just move the sword yep sounds good um 
Now, when this wall comes up, can I move without incurring an attack of opportunity? So, the the wall, when it appears, based on the description here, if it appears within the portion of a creature, it will push it to one side. Mm-hmm. So it pushes it away from you. Uh, mm-hmm. And it must make a dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, it will take 10d6 cold damage, or half as much on a save. So it's going to make a dexterity saving throw to try and get out of the way of this. It fails, but it's going to lose one of its legendary resistances to succeed on this. So it'll take half damage from the 3d... 10, or excuse me, 10d6. So please roll me 10d6 cold damage. 37. So it's going to take half as much on this. So a, uh, what does that end up being? 17, 18, uh, 18 damage? 18 damage? Yeah. 18, yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. As it's blasted with more cold. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm getting the heck back. Okay. <laughs> what is this? All right. What is this? Oh, that's the little healing guy. <laughs> I love him. I drew him. It's just I like him. him. I drew him. Yeah. He's little Spinning healing Eli. I love it. Okay. I was like, is that my body? Am it I astral projecting? Now the aspect of fire's turn. The aspect of fire being pushed to this one side is going to retreat backwards into the trees. Where it will begin to consume all of the trees within the area here. Burns plant life away from the spaces. Okay, so this is... Okay, and you watch as it consumes the area here. Uh, Watching it bolster itself in size as it consumes portions of the forest. Uh, Okay. And it will roll this. Cool. And that's its turn. Lucky, what do you want to do? As the woods are now more on fire. Uh, okay. How is everything looking back here? This casual party happening behind us with this big old ash snake and this little firebrand and this little fireman. How are they looking? Uh, so they act on 20, but some of the stuff has been a little much for them. Um, some of them are looking pretty hurt. Uh, Benisaridin was in that last explosion slash the last, um, rock that was thrown. And, uh, is looking rather beat up right now. Okay, uh, Lucky's, Lucky's gonna turn his attack to try to ward off any of these, or try to finish off any of these. I, I don't, unless the Ash Snake is looking pretty 
decrepit. Like the little fire guys or fire you, bats you or whatever. Will, you will need to like actively take a look. Like you can't just glance over there and understand the entirety of the situation. You will need to perceive mm. the situation. And then he's he's not that smart. So he's just gonna shoot at the big guy. Um, he's shooting at the ash snake over here to try to help out. But more in the vein of like, what are you? We need all the, all the people we can get. Oh God. So he's firing at this ash snake behind. If we okay. can. Is that okay? Is that, are we not, is that a no touch it. zone? No, I don't okay. care. I put him on there. If you want to shoot at him, shoot at him. Girl, we need all the hands we can get, girl. Yeah, let me, let me um, look at ash snakes real quick, you know? <laughs> oh, cracked my neck a little bit. All right. Uh, where did I put ash snakes? When did you guys fight an ash snake last? <laughs> uh, what? There Three episodes ago? Two episodes? Yeah. There it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. If you want to shoot an ass, ash snake, shoot at an ass snake. <laughs> wow. Get that ash. Um, uh, before, he, before he does that, he's going to move his bonus bonus action, move his Healy boy, actually, just right on top of Eli again, because he's got one more heal in him. Okay. Uh, the healing spirit. Uh, it's okay. He lines up a shot for the ash snake. Yes, absolutely. A nine, <laughs> unable to oh, contact. Ooh, mm, can I use my? Sorry, can I use my <laughs> my bardic inspiration? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Uh, For so five, that's fourteen. It is just enough to contact the ass yes! snake. Yes. Uh, Care, careful with those snakes around your ass. Uh, yeah, the uh, ass snake, six piercing damage. Uh, sweet. for sure, for sure. He's going to shoot. He's going to use his uh, second attack on it, and then he's going to use Hoid Breaker on the fire guy that's directly in front of um, this dead mop, if I can. Yeah. Okay. Good luck finding a mop, or good luck finding a fire guy um, while I do this. <laughs> I found the fire guy. We're good. Sweet. Is that the ash snake? Yep, definitely hits 22. Sweet, seven. Seven more points of piercing damage. You know, now after you've been in combat with it for a little bit of time, it does seem rather rather injured, but it's still got some fight left in it. Uh, but you can horde breaker the, the, the magnet. Yeah. Oh, it's dead. 11. Yeah, it hits. Roll it damage. Does. Wow. 12. 12 points of piercing damage. You kill it and it explodes. Well, you know, does it also hurt its Blowing Benesaridin <laughs> backwards and she may or may not be dead, as well as this captain here may or may not be dead. I was trying to help. The uh, ash snake seems unaffected by the fiery explosion. Great. Uh, and Lucky's going to actually shuffle um, himself. If I can, can, I, can I grab me. Can I grab me? There we go. Why can't I grab me? Where do you want to go? Uh, just by Pez. I think the maximum move I can do is in front of Eli to the right of Pez. Thank you. You got it. I leave goodbye. Ass snake. Don't forget to move my beautiful rendition of um, <laughs> Eli. Uh, yeah, where does that go? I mean, does it move with you? Like, how does that move? No, it's a bonus action. Uh, so the first time I turn, I use my bonus action to move it on top of Eli. I think it has 60 feet of movement. I can move it. So. Hey, hey, buddy. It trots on over to Eli. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Uh, Dagonet, what do you want to do? Well, he sees the gigantic flames in the trees. Yeah, you like those down there? 
I got oh, cool. yeah. I, I, I scrolled down so Chat could see them. I got cool animated oh. stuff. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, he's gonna hear that thump behind him with the body flailing back. Yeah. Uh, and you're gonna look behind the off. And he's gonna to stand over these ashy lumps and try and get rid of this ash snake. Okay, go ahead and attack the ash snake. Uh, let me turn off advantage. There we go. This. Uh, a 12 is not enough to contact the ash snake. But second attack might... 15 is... Yeah, 15 does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. For six points of damage. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely hurt. It's got a little bit of fight left in it. Um, it But it is... It's definitely hurt. You can feel the heat starting to pour off of it. Uh, you feel like you're probably going to take some damage here if you remain too long in the vicinity. I didn't move that much, so I'm going to two steps back. It's going to attempt to bite you as you retreat. Okay. Uh, that is a seven. It is unable to contact you while in all of your armor. Can't bite your armored butt. All right. That's it. Okay. And we are back at 20. At 20, wouldn't you know, more of the beings of the wood begin to arrive as if called from inside the ashen grove to stop whatever is happening here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So more of these dudes are showing up. And lucky it is your turn. This Ash Snake does indeed perish, though, with the combined might of Riffin and Ven the Valley Bruiser. Okay. Pez, what's up? Uh, I have... A greater healing potion. I'm gonna take it out, give it to Eli, fix your dang self. There it is. Drink, it, drink it. I was gonna say you guys have had healing potions for years. Please use them. <laughs> good, good juice. You drink that. Uh, and then, and then tell Eli he's a good boy. You're doing great. You're with that dead finger thing. You attuned the heck out of it. Take, take an inspiration, I guess. I guess. Uh, ooh. And then that kind of took my movement. Did I notice, Benna? You certainly noticed the explosion after Pez was shooting, or excuse me, uh, Lucky was shooting arrows behind you. Um, you note that Benna is on the ground. Jeez. Ah, jeez. Uh, um, okay, so I use my bonus action and a bit of my movement. Uh, do I still have an, a, a, an action? Yeah. Uh, with my movement that I have left, can I get, I, can I get to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just gonna go check it out, see if she's okay. Ooh, boy. Um. Uh, would you like to make a medicine check to figure that out? Uh, I might, I might just 
take a... Roll medicine check. Twelve. Uh, you know enough that you can stabilize her here. You're not sure if she's alive or dead, but you you feel like you maybe plugged up enough of the bleeding. Okay, I mean, just so long as she's not dead, you know, more baddies. It's hard to tell. You think you've done a good enough job to potentially stabilize someone? Pat her on the head. Tell her to stay alive. And, and I think that's about it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Riffin and Ven are going to move this direction. Uh, this one is dead. They uh, start combat here. This one's going to jump on the corpse of the uh, the Ash Snake and start firing off arrows. And there you go. And that's what everyone behind you is doing. Um, Eli Briarwood, what do you want to do? Was the potion taken on Pez's turn, no. or do I? It is an action it to an drink. Action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It is an action to drink it. Hmm. You could pocket it if you want. Yeah, I might. It's just in your hands now. <sighs> I we have a reprieve from this thing, distance-wise, so. My poor little sword is going to float as close as it can. Okay, so not ju not in range. No, can't. Okay. Um, tell you what is in range, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go over yonder. Uh, I'm going to line up the old guiding bolt on this sucker. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. I'd like to use my inspiration, uh, please. So, you also still have advantage? Do Wait, I? is Fairy Fire concentration? Pez, roll me a constitution saving throw, please. That's an eight. Okay, Fairy Fire fades away. I would like to use my inspiration, my DM... Wait, yeah, my DM... What's your bardic inspiration die? Uh, like a six or something. It's a D8. Yeah. It's an eight. One D8. I'd like to use my DM inspiration and hang on to the bardic one for a better roll. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yep. An 18 does hit. Uh, I'm going to cast this. Yeah, level two cast. Seventeen okay. radiant. Excellent. So seventeen radiant damage goes flying across and again marks it because now it, whoever strikes it next does have advantage against it. Seventeen um, is a good, good chunk of damage there. Very nicely struck. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I already did my bonus action. Okay, that's my turn. Okay. And so, we reach the point where finally it becomes the Aspect of Fire's turn once again. It is going to uh, 
it's gonna approach. It is going to also lean down and pick up a boiling portion of liquid hot magma. And it is going to... Okay, let me actually get up here. And it is going to hurl that liquid hot magma into a location here, which will contact Tever, Pez, Benesaradin, uh, Lucky, Lucky, Eli, and uh, part of the circle here. I'm going to need dexterity saving throws from everyone. Benesaradin automatically fails this. Where's Tever? There he is. Okay, Eli, a four. Pez, a 24. Lucky, a 21. Uh, dexterity saving throw here from Tever. Please roll. Tever. Tever's not rolling. We'll resolve that later. Okay, Tever. Tever with a 20. Good job, Tever. Finally rolled. Uh, okay, so those that did this, this is... Sixteen points of fire damage, uh, halved for those that succeeded, halved for those that have the fire resistance, and double halved for those that succeeded and have fire resistance. Okay. Sorry, what was? So you failed. Sixteen. Uh, so, you, so it's sixteen. So you take eight because of the fire resistance yep. potion you still okay. have, which is non-concentration. Um, you note that the circle seems to be somewhat magically protected as this electrical field catches the impacting molten rock and flame on it as it sprays over Tever. Uh, Tever is very hurt by this. Uh, and he dodges out of the way. <laughs> Ow! Not feeling very good. But he notes Benesaradin on the ground there and he's going to try and do something about it, hopefully. Um... But yeah, so like this area here seemingly protected by some kind of electrical field as Oddwald Ebenhart continues to focus the magical energies of the area. Okay, uh, that's as far as the aspect of fire can go right now. So that's what it does. That's it. What's the plan, team? Lucky, it's your go. Uh, Lucky draws an arrow. Uh, he whispers into it. And you see the spurs of everything. All the little spines come yeah. out. He cast Hunter Mark at level two. Is his last level two spell slot? Hunter's Mark? Not Hunter's Mark. Excuse me. Hail of Thorns at level there two. Sorry. Go. Excuse me. Forgive me. You're good. There you go. Hunter's Mark is already on him. So there you go. You're good. Uh, and he pulls an arrow and he's like, "Go back to where you keep from." <laughs> Shoot. 24 definitely hits. Sorry. Um, you actually have so, an advantage for this, so go ahead and roll it one more time because of the guiding sure. bolt. So just in case you crit. Nine. No. no. So the 24. Hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> that does so, consume the, the guiding bolt, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have to figure out how much I have to add. 1d10. 
right? Creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save. So it's um, 2d10 because I cast it at level 2, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so 2D what 10. kind of save? Dex uh, save? Okay. It'll be dex save uh, for cool. the creature, so I'll go ahead and roll that. What is your DC for this? Um, It is 13. Okay. Well, it failed that, but it's going to use one of its legendary resistances to resist uh, That's the damage there. Okay. So it'll be 9 piercing damage from the bow. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? 6 piercing mm -hmm. damage from the hunter's mark, and then roll the 2d10 there halved so nine more there so 18 um 24 points of damage dealt yes, yes, yes. okay does the same thing <laughs> holy shit that was a lot of damage okay yep oh 23 uh no uh, not an advantage this time oh that's right well it'll be 16 then it'll i be guess 16, is which that right? does okay. hit yes cool <laughs> Seven same, piercing damage. Same rolls, 1d6, 2d10. Uh, no, 1d6, just, right? Just the 1d6. Yeah. Tail of Thorns only happens on one of them. I forgot about it. You're good. Another six. six. Good. Wow, that's it. really good. Another 13 points of damage. Uh, the aspect of flame is <sighs> exuding enormous amounts of heat and energy here, but it is it is still intact, but you, can, you watch as portions of it seem to be falling away from itself. And look, look, he's going to move kind of down close to the wall over there. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Lucky is by the wall. And Dagonet, what would you like to do? He's going to trundle his way there that's as far as he's getting and he is just going to ready an action uh okay what is your action the spear uh and what do you what is the trigger for that uh if he gets in range he comes okay. forward if batty comes in range strike batty yeah gotcha okay and that's it and that's it as pingo what do you want to do You still have another shatter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, roll it. Uh, I have the DM inspiration thing marked. That means I have one, right? Can I do something with that? Uh, so generally, DM inspiration allows you advantage on whatever roll. Oh, okay. So, so like this is a spell. It's an area of effect type of thing, so there's not uh... really an advantage to be gained here. But like a death save. Or an attack roll or ah. something like that or an oh, ability no. check of some kind you can also grant dm inspirations to other characters you can say i will give you my dm inspiration and they can roll advantage on things comes okay. in handy with you know death saves and stuff i rolled that so bad 
Okay, so that's 11 points of damage. You watch as portions of it start to slough off as it tries to approach you closer, but it's very slow to do so. It seems to be falling apart, but there's still heat inside of it. Pez, what else do you want to do here? I think that's it. Action, bonus action, movement. Yeah. Okay, cool. Eli, it is your turn. What do you want to do? Uh, first of all, I can finally get my little spiritual weapon there. Mm -hmm. He's a slow boy. 24 definitely hits. Jeez. Five force damage. You watch as it drills in and like portions of molten and rock come spewing out of it. Pieces of it going uh, different places. Like it, parts of it are just falling off now. Okay. Um, I am going to pop this healing potion. How much does it heal? Uh, it should be listed in Pez's inventory. Uh, that one's a greater, so I think it's 44 plus 4. It is a greater. Uh, yeah, I think it should be 44. Okay, whoops, that's, well, that's one. Hit the wrong button. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> it's 19. Uh, I'm sorry, 13. Wish it was 19. Okay. Alright. Good shit. Um, math, math, math. There we go. Uh, and then I'm gonna go as far as my little hedgehog legs can take me. Um, What's up, Eli? And yeah, that's all I can do for now. Okay. The aspect, that piece of flame still inside of it. It seems to pull itself back together. and seems a little bit better off. It's still really rough, um, but it seems to be able to hold itself together for the time being. It does roll for this. That is, it is going to molten rock the area here, impacting everything in this 15 foot square. Uh, so that is going to be Dagonet Eli Pez. Um, how long does the spiritual healing before he missed this, Lucky? How long does that last? Uh, it, he's out of heals. He had three three heals per oh, no, cast I, of it. So I must leave you. I must leave you. Goodbye. <laughs> Spears. Um, I will need dexterity saving throws from Dagonet, Eli, and Pez. I'd like to use my bardic inspiration die. Yeah, go for it. Oh my God, that's what I was. Hoping for. Yeah, that's huge. Okay. 15. Um, can I use the DM one on that one? I'm sorry. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, do I just... You just roll it again. Oh, uh, 
Oh, that was worse. Uh, okay. Everyone failed that. That is eight points of fire damage. Reduced half uh, for those that have fire resistance. I rolled really low on that, so that's good. Uh, okay, and it is going to march forward and come into contact with our friend Dagonet. Dagonet, go ahead and roll your attack here. Oh, good. It might be the last thing I do. <sighs> yep, as it attempts to molten fist you. I'm going to drop my shield in two hand this thing. Yeah, okay. Eighteen does indeed contact. Go ahead. Uh, should be the one d eight plus four, right? Yeah, plus the magic. Okay, so it's one d eight plus five. So that's gonna be ten points of damage. There we gotta fix what that that's all about. As you strike this and you watch as your spear sinks in, you feel like happiness coming from the spear here as it thinks that it's possibly scored the kill. And the aspect of fire slams down with its fist on top of you simultaneously, dealing you 18 points of fire damage as the fist contacts and falls over. But there's still fire inside of the aspect. But Dagon A is down. Oh, yeah. Uh, that does stop its actions for this turn, though. Uh, so, Lucky, what do you want to do? It is unmoving on the ground, and it's kind of... It seems to be trying to reform itself. Lucky is aiming at anything that seems... Using his hunter's mark. Anything that seems exposed! And he's like, you stayed up! And he sprays an arrow. Pew! 23 hits. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. 21 hits. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 10 piercing damage. Yeah, you... And the arrow sinks in deep. It's still moving. Oh, 12 points. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, there's still... You still see flame inside of it. Just, just gonna shoot it again. What? What about the... What about the spear? He's gonna shout. He's gonna shoot. Okay. 24. Does hit five more piercing damage? Boop, Roll me hundred mark. Yep, yep. Six, six more. Okay, yeah. Thunk, thunk. Both of them impact, but it's still down there. Like, and you watch as it's still trying to pull itself together. Uh, he's just gonna look up desperately at everybody. I, I don't know what. I don't know what to do, guys. And that's all for him. Okay, Dagonet, roll me a death saving throw. Can I use my DM inspiration? You indeed can. That is an advantage for your death saving throw, so roll me twice. Does it work if you hit advantage on death save it? I don't know. Do I don't know if I, I don't know if I've seen that, so I'm try it out. I'm gonna try. Nope. No, it doesn't. It does not. 17, you do succeed. That is one success. Okay. Uh... Dagonet, you did start your turn here. Mm -hmm. 
in range of the creature, taking fire damage. But is indeed also another fail. So you have one save and one fail. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pez Pingo, what do you want to do? Uh, Pez heard Lucky yelling about the spear thing and go towards Eli like, yeah, yeah, do this, do something with the spear. You know, it's cold, that's hot, I don't know. And you know, give him just the, the, the last bardic inspiration. Sure. The last of the bardic inspirations have been delivered to Eli. You are the chosen one. Uh, <laughs> uh she's just gonna... You were supposed it. to bring balance to the elements. Just gonna glug the greater healing potion. Yeah, go for it. 44 plus 4. Oh, 40. Yeah. 4 plus 4. And 10. Okay. I think that's all she can do. Perfect. Alright. Uh, Eli. It is your turn. What do you want to do? Ela's gonna look down at the Borealis and look up at the like hole in the aspect where he could see the fire like just billowing out of it. And uh, he's gonna sprint toward it. While he does it, he's gonna cast Mass Healing Word. Okay. Um, so all of my friends get does it affect? seven healing up to six creatures of my choice. I'd like to choose me uh-huh and my three friends uh-huh uh so hang on you can still see others if you want to utilize yeah, this. yeah. and I'm gonna use uh, two uh, and like two of the people fighting uh, this little jerbean fella and okay. this moose okay yeah absolutely and um and I'm gonna run right up to it. Uh, that's a bonus action, by the way. So I'll I'll forego use of my spiritual weapon. Okay. Um, and I'm just gonna stab it. I'm just gonna plunge the staff into the center of it. Okay. Okay. Uh. Yeah, okay. Uh, roll me athletics to push the staff into the aspect. A four. You're unable to force it through the stone cracks of the aspect at this point in time. You, you might need some help. Uh, okay. Okay. Not crazy about ending my turn here, but yeah. Um, how much else I can do? It is the aspect's turn. The aspect is able to kindle itself with its inner flame and bring itself back together. Those of you starting within reach of it here will take some fire damage. Uh, five points of fire damage halved for those of you that have resistance to it. 
Uh, and it is going to do a multi-attack here at the person trying to shove the very, very cold thing inside of it. Boom, boom. Uh, 16 and a 28. Both? Okay. Oh, yeah. That is 36 points total of fire damage, so 18 halved. And that is the Aspect's turn currently. Lucky, what do you want to do? Okay, wait, help my friend! Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Lucky runs over, uh, hands on, okay. DM question, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, just the athletics check to help him, to help. You take the help action. And I believe as Lucky, you can just help as a bonus action because you're a jerby. Yes. So you take the help bonus action here. Yes. Okay. And grab onto like, like he probably like reaches onto your arms to help you like, like push and stuff. Um, I don't want to retcon and say I shot because I didn't know it. that it was That's a fine. bonus action. That's fine. Mm. Okay, you, you so I mentioned like here. Okay. Uh, his, before he gets there, he's like, I'm gonna help you with his two actions for yeah. or two attacks for shot. Uh, You're quick at using that. Oh, Twenty-four hits. Go ahead. Uh, do, 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 do. Seven plus. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then second shot, eighteen. Yep. 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 All the damage. All the damage. Absolutely. Sweet. Twenty-one points of damage brings it back down to where it's like, and it is and unable like, to make its legendary actions currently. He like tosses his bone, pushing down on top of. Yeah, trying to get uh, Yeah. I spike inside. Mm-hmm. We got this, buddy. It's fine. That's it. That's all I got for him. Okay. Dagonet. Dagonet. You are on the ground next to this burning creature. What do you want to do? Can I stab from the ground? <laughs> At disadvantage, yes. Yeah, he's going to do it. He can't really stand up all that well right now. Sure. He don't care. It's going to... Yeah, he's just gonna be stabbing from the ground. It's okay, the spear is calling out to you anyways. Whatever cursed spirit is inside of it wants you to attack regardless of your situation. A 24 does indeed hit. Go ahead and roll me damage. It sinks inside of it. Uh, that is a, an 8 plus the 4. We gotta alter that. I don't know why it doesn't do this automatically. Um, 8 plus 4, 12 plus the 1. So 13 points worth of stabity stab damage. Um and it sinks inside of it, and you feel the heat. Ah, it's terrible and gritty and gross, and it still has the fire inside of it, but you were able to strike it. What else do you want to do? Still not dead yet. He's going to go Still not dead yet. Again. Yeah, go for it. 16 hits. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so another... That's four plus four, so it's eight uh, plus the one, so nine points of, of more piercing damage. Same thing. You sink another another stab in while you're laying on the ground, essentially, trying to stab this thing with both hands in this spear, uh, but it's unable to bring it down. It seems to still have this inner flame that needs to be extinguished. All right. Is that it, Dagonet? Mm-hmm. Paz, what do you want to do? Was it, so it's, it pulled itself together, but it's... 
It seems to, over the last two turns, every time it has its opportunity to, it rekindles itself. Because it is able to, based on its inner flame. While that inner flame lives, or is not frozen, I feel like I continue to give things away here, but that's okay. It will be able to rekindle itself continuously. Just gonna, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run up. I'm gonna toddle my butt on over. And then just throw, throw a little healing word on you. I see you later. There you go. Five, five heals for you there, bud. Five. Um, and he's just trying to push, push the, push the thing in. Okay. That's what's going on. So, can, can I help? Can I assist? Uh, help is something that one person can do. You can't make it double advantage. You can act like you're okay. helping. Oh, like you know, helping. part of the story, but you mechanically will not add anything right now. Yeah. Um, I, I might just shatter it. Last one from where we won't get hit, but yep. it'll hit it. That's fine. Just do that. The aspect uh, can't move, but this is a constitution saving throw, so it saves here, so it will take half the amount of shatter damage. I think it gets disadvantaged. You watch as pieces of it get blown off in various different directions, um, but it's still... And you still see that inner fire. And I think that's that's all I can do. Yep, that's all I got. All right, Eli, what do you want to do? Would this be magical flames? Uh, noting the creature here and your understanding of the summoning of the f aspect of fire and its origination, yes, likely it would be magically generating flames from within itself. Okay. Thought I was doing the right thing. You said something. Thought I was doing the wrong thing. Now I think I'm doing the right thing again. You can, uh, as a character, because I know puzzles are hard to do as people, but your character will know things that you don't know. If you want to take the time to remember something, you can. And you can roll for it. I really don't. I understand. Um, there is an option, though. I'm just trying to plug it in, I guess. Sure. Uh, athletics uh, advantage? Yes. An 18. Yes, this is enough to get past the natural armor of the aspect. Okay. <sighs> Eli, I'm going to need you to roll me a constitution saving throw to see if you can maintain pushing this into a literal furnace. A 15. Bardic inspiration. Go ahead. Okay. You take one point of fire damage. Luckily, the, the fire potion is sticking with you here. That's fine. And you get closer and closer to the heart of it. 
Uh, Lucky, you are helping currently. I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw as you are helping to push into a literal furnace with this piece of ice. This is you for you twofold because holding onto this staff- Also using my bardic. Okay. Because holding onto this staff is also an entire constitution thing. It is not easy. Yeah. So you're able to hold on to it and push in more, but you will still take two points of fire damage here as you get closer and closer in. If you want to continue pushing, I'm going to need more con saves. Like right, right now? Yeah. This is part of your action to push this thing in here. How much do you want this thing inside? Thought you'd never ask. TwitchCon wasn't that long ago. It's 19. Mm hmm. Lucky? 16. You both take two more points of fire damage here, and you're able to push the tip of the extended finger of the, uh, the staff into the heart of the aspect of fire. And you watch as pieces of ice begin to gather around the heart of the aspect. Like, like he's going to yell at you. You got this, you got this. One more constitution saving this. throw. This time at an advantage. We got this. Ten? Oh, we don't got this. Okay. Same. You got a 10 as well? I can't see it. No, no, no. I'm saying same as in with advantage. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Fourteens. <laughs> uh, five points of fire damage this time. The 10 is enough because the ice is already forming. So you're good. The ice begins to form around. And it looks like the staff has solidified itself within the heart of the aspect. You back up and you look around and you look at Ottawa and Ottawa's like, Is it done? Is it done? I need the staff! Wait, what? What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? And we go to a flashback on where Oddwald said to complete the ritual, he will need the staff of the Borealis in the center of the ritual. You watch as the uh. ice creeps around and encases the body of the aspect of fire. I'm gonna wrench the staff out. Yep. And Eli on his like last legs here is gonna try his damnedest to get over to Oddwald. Okay. Do you want me to run it? Do you want me to take it? You're not attuned to it. The quiver. Yeah. And then, is... yeah, Eli will put it in the quiver and send Lucky to run with the staff. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to stand with. Okay. Lucky goes as soon as he's got it. Okay. Eli's going to drop prone. 
Yeah, Eli falls to the ground. Lucky grabs the quiver now with Borealis inside. It is exactly 30 feet. You run. As you contact the edge of the electrified, energy-filled circle, the heat is intense. It feels as though it will consume you unless you had something to block it. Like he's going to take out a Borealis and hold it. The winds begin whipping around you on all sides, threatening to throw over Gabe and Havel as well as Tever on the other side, and you step into the circle. The Borealis begins pushing back against the heat. You feel the opposing elemental forces grade against each other as you reach the center of the circle. Do it! Plant the staff! He's gonna try to shove it in the ground. Yeah, you shove it into the ground and a stream of energy shoots out and surrounds the petrified aspect. The aspect begins to lose its physical form, becoming one with the energy around it. Suddenly, the flow of energy is pulled back into the ritual circle. The heat dissipates and a wave of pressure emanates from the circle, knocking everyone within 500 feet who is not inside prone. So everyone just gets blown backwards from the shockwave. For a moment, there's a bit of calm, but the mages are still struggling against the forces here. The energies that crackle from their hands feed into the circle, and once again, they begin to flare. The ritual is enacted, but something is wrong. Oddwald from the side, there's not, there's not enough power. There's not enough. He looks at Lucky and he says, get out of the circle, now. Oddwald takes a step inside the circle, hands outstretched, and the energies begin to consume him. We get can one. Eli, yep. Can Eli cast Shield of Faith on Oddwald? You can certainly try. Eli is going to try seeing this. We watch as the ribbons thread outwards to Oddwald and come into contact with the ring that emanates around the conjuration circle, and they fail to reach the inside. Eli's gonna slam his fist on the ground and try to get up and probably fail. We get the one last camera look at Oddwald. In the center of the circle, eyes wide, hands outstretched as the energy consumes him wholly. The blaze from the ritual circle explodes outwards. And the land around the grove quakes as both the conjuring circle and the borealis within are consumed in a white light. The ground beneath the seal shakes and swells, rising from the plane as though it was a living creature itself. The outside of the circle, you can see mounds thrash, momentarily assuming the form of an aspect. It lashes out in a fury before the shape melts away into the earth. Everything stops. Quakes cease. The hill remains.
All of the spellcasters at this circle seem to be unconscious to your eyes, Lucky. All of them knocked prone and exhausted. The aspect is gone. The remaining denizens of the Ashen Plains retreat backwards to their former homes, running away from the situation as they would have when the first explosion happened. The other fighters of the wood are exhausted and collapse on the ground. So are your friends. The aspect of fire has been defeated. What would you like to do? Me? Lucky. Huh? Um, Lucky's going to run back over to his conveniently placed pile of friends. And just as soon as he reaches the first person prone is just going to try to like roll or lift or shake and be like, hey, hey! <laughs> and it's Dagonet is the first closest reach. <coughs> is it, uh, oh, what the? Thank God. Oh. It's gone. It's gone. Everything. Is, 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 is it over? Not, uh... I think so, but I I don't know about anybody else. I just, I don't know about the casters. I don't, I don't know. I just, and he like moves over to check on Pez. Pez, 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 you okay? You know what? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, Pez is gonna run over and see like whoever's closest, whatever body's closest, see if she can help or stabilize or anything. Tever. No, yeah, so you're going over to Benna? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna open up Tever looks up with tears in his eyes and shakes his head. And he gets up and he goes over to tend to Havel and the rest of the uh, other mages. It looks like Benna has passed. Eli's gonna, laying on his back, slap his hand to his chest and cast Cure Wounds on himself. Finally getting he's, some of that healing magic in, huh? He's at two. Yep. It was and at this go. point, I don't trust anything. Uh, what did I get? Oh, there we go. Okay. And he's gonna get up and... Uh, join Pez in the efforts to check on some of the other folks. Sure. See what he can do. Okay. Yeah, you note that most of them are pretty well hurt here. It's a tough scene. Um, that The Mopak that you look over is distinctly dead from various different wounds, as well as the explosion that finally took their life. So is the captain next to you, 
it looks like Griffin, the Ash Knight, is also similarly well-wounded, though still alive. Um, I'll spend a Cure Wounds on him as well. On Griffin? After a bit of time and getting yourselves together and collected, the brigades eventually make it to your location, put out the fires, and deliver some assistance in getting you back to Alderheart. It takes the better part of the rest of the day and well into the evening. Alderheart, somewhat comfortingly, shines like a beacon in the distance. And thankfully, it is only the lights of the city itself, and nothing like flames. It seems the creatures assailing the forest have fled back to the grove. Much of the wood survives. It seems there is a bit of respite for the moment. You arrive at Alderheart up on the main platform back to the Central Council location and into the square itself. To the cheers and jubilation of the Alderheart citizens though you may not feel so jubilant now, looking around at the faces, the eyes, the children of every person that you saved. Maybe it helps. The wounded are delivered to care. The deceased are delivered to their families. They have it. It's a long evening. How do you spend it? Ez, what do you do? First, she's going to check and see if her, her family's okay, if they made it all right. A little beat up, covered in ash and soot, but alive and so happy to see you. They, of course, your father picks you up in a giant hug and spins you around and is so proud of you for saving everyone. And, of course, they're going to make you keep the promise of inviting everyone over for dinner. Just maybe not tonight. Gotta go on vacation sometime soon. I hear, uh, I actually, I've been scoping out some places. I hear that we can take a boat out of Salter's port and we can actually head to the Gaspard Isles. Water sounds nice. And and I'm sure maybe maybe we can invite my friends. Oh yeah, of course I wouldn't go without Eli. He's a Gaspard expert. 
that would be fantastic. Get some cool breeze and just, you know, breathe for a bit. That would be nice. And maybe your mother will stop painting so many flames in the distance and will start painting some waves. She kind of gives a little chuckle and hugs you tighter. Thanks for for everything, and and I'm glad we're all okay. And and I'm, I'll I'll be right back. I just I gotta I gotta see my friends for a bit, but I'll I'll be I'll be over for dinner. They, uh, you know, your dad gives you a nice squeeze on the shoulder, and of course they let you go, and we get that, like, lingering camera shot of them holding each other in the lights of the council circle and watching you go back to your friends. Eli, what do you do with your evening? Um, Eli's gonna walk over to, uh, Eliza's Emporium, is she there? She is sitting on a bench outside of her shop. Eli's just gonna plop down on the bench next to her. You surprise her a little bit and she jumps. (laughs) Well, hey there. Hey. Looks like it it went well. Are you okay? Eli's just going to lean his head on her shoulder. She said she says Oh. She wraps her arms around you and you sit on the bench with her and you can feel like the soot and ash from her working in the Bucket Brigade. Oh. I'm glad you're home. Home. Yeah. I've been a hero for so... damn long, it feels like. I just need to be a hedge for a night. (laughs) Well... You can be a hedge as long as you want. We don't even have to leave the bench. You might eat those words. I might sleep here. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. It won't make you sleep outside. Just be for a bit. You did. You done real good. Done real good. Just rest for a bit. And he just be. Yeah. And he just be. We get the fading camera from behind them looking out onto the revelers of Alderheart, a stark contrast to those that are in mourning. It is a joyous and terribly sorrowful occasion. Lucky. What do you do with your evening? Um, Lucky is... 
I imagine that the inns are open for celebratory drinks or grieving drinks. Some are, yeah. So whatever inn was available, he has... Uh, I feel like... He's disguised himself as some random mopak with his hat. Okay. And kind of tucked himself back in the corner of the inn or the bar. Uh, trying, like, grieving pretty heavily over Benna because he feels like part of that was his fault that Benna was dead, but also Benna had made it so far from so little. Um, so he's got a tiny little scrap of paper and he is sketching or as much as he can trying to draw or write up a proposal to take to uh, the speaker whenever things have tied down to try to make a memorial for Benna. I think that's his first his first course of action beyond this, but I don't know. No, no need for notoriety or anything. So immediately is just disguised as somebody else and just spending some him time trying yeah. to prepare this. And we get that moment where the camera sees what you're writing, the drink next to you, and it pulls away from you in the bar where the revelers are and fades away. Dagonet. What are you doing with your evening? Uh, he would he would made it back to the inn. Uh, he would have asked for uh, like a back room where like maybe like they they bathe and stuff like that. And he had very slowly and I, I imagine his legs are hurting more than usual. It'll talk to me. <laughs> As piece by piece, he you know takes off his armor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't clean it. He just puts it in a pile, and then he goes and sits in maybe like the back stables of the inn where it's quiet, except for you know the animals, mm-hmm. and with some pieces that he had left uh, in his pouch of spare wood, he's just gonna sit there and whittle some little figurines of all the friends they lost. And we watch, maybe as this is already happening, we get a little jump between you doing the bath and armor and fiddling. We watch as like each of the pieces are placed on a small table next to you. And the camera pulls back and fades away. Over the next couple of months, the humble wood is going to undergo a great period of change. No thanks in small part to our wonderful heroes and the decisions that they made along the way. Parts of the wood that were consumed by the Scorched Grove begin to return to normal. The creatures of the grove return to their natural ranges. As the forest heals, new settlements are constructed for those who wish to live their lives on the forest floor. While impossible to replace everything that was lost, the homes will eventually grow into new communities. The Wildwood Brigade is well established. While small groups of raiders and brigands still plague the roads, 
Organized banditry in the Humblewood is a thing of the past. After much deliberation, a full Humblewood council has been established, including Humblefolk delegates for a handful of prominent forest-dwelling communities. Perch of Marshview has a Humblefolk delegate, and it's the predominantly grounded settlement's birdfolk representative, representative was replaced in a landslide vote. Vita retains her position to the applause of a far more inclusive Alderheart. The trunk infrastructure within Alderheart has been well expanded into the lower levels. There are talks about improving living conditions furthermore in the roots, from where they were just hastily put together ramshackle homes into full functioning neighborhoods. There's still much to do here. But the wood seems to be entering its next golden age of the bird folk, humble folk relation. It can be found in the Council Plaza proper. A memorial. The Benesaridin. One of the five people that brought about this change in Alderheart. The Scorched Grove has shrunk, owing to the efforts of the tenders, as much as the sealing of the aspect. While the grove will remain part of the Humblewood for the foreseeable future, the ash in the plains no longer burns with embers, reducing the frequency of fires in the wood. The ash snakes that had appeared with the aspect remain, and they've found their niche in the ecology of the grove. Ash snakes help keep some of the more dangerous fire-based creatures at bay. This has actually helped the tenders, who now see the snakes as something to be respected from a distance, but not feared. Plants are growing lonely on the hill, which marks the final resting place of the aspect of the fire. And the sapling that has sprouted, quickly growing to a tree. The hill has been named the Healing Hill and is watched over by the tenders as a sacred site. The tenders now being led by one pepper. Over those months, things change. And our heroes maybe finally make it to Salter's port. And we find them in the final shot of this adventure on a boat sailing away to some islands away from fire and ash responsibility into more relaxing climbs. Has his parents in tow yeah, all of our friends and lovely family. Eliza Pennygleam at the bow. Into where further adventure awaits. This has been Die Fall Alderheart, episode 29, the finale. 
Thank you everyone for sticking it out for so long. We knew it was gonna be a long one, and it was, and I hope it delivered on everything that you uh, you wanted to see and hear. We're gonna do some shout-outs, and uh, we're gonna get the heck out of here, and maybe I'm gonna grab some, some tissues for myself. <sighs> Malaveth, where can the people find you on the internet? And what was your favorite moment from this evening? Having emotions and you expect me to self-promo at a time like this? Yes, absolutely. I'm all teary-eyed and stuff. Hi, I'm Malabeth. I'm on the internet. I like to draw a lot of stuff. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. All that, all that stuff. Uh, my favorite part has got to be Lucky making me... Um, you know, the proposal to get a uh, memorial up there for Benna, because that was just, uh, uh, it was a lot. It was yeah. great. Good. Thank you. And thank you so much for playing in our game as Pez. Pez has been absolutely wonderful. Thanks <sighs> for having me. It's been so great. Rob, where can the people find you at, my dude? And what was your favorite part? Crying. Crying. Just a lot. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at bonus stage Rob. Uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bonus underscore stage underscore Rob. You can find me playing on Encounter Roleplay tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern um, on an Apocalypse World game. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash game nights. Uh, it's game with two G's and nights with a K on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, streams on my channel, but who knows, man? I My schedule is completely fucked. It's 4 a.m. right now. Um, my favorite part was honestly just the melding of surprisingly good favorable dice rolls and <laughs> cinematic storytelling um toward the end there i i love hate dnd for things like that because it's all i want and then it goes horribly wrong sometimes yeah but tonight it went horribly right um I'm, I'm leaking like a faucet over here. <laughs> I'm so gonna much go hug playing. my fiance when she wakes up. Yeah, thank you so much for playing and being our wonderful hedge cleric, Eli. It's been an absolute trip, man. An absolute trip. Totally. Lady May, where can people find you at on the internet? And what was your favorite moment from this evening? Well, I suppose you can find me, uh, the Lady May, M-E-A, on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter and, you know, the occasional Twitch stream. Uh, and, well, I don't know. I just, I guess to piggyback on on Rob is just the wonderful roller coaster of roles and emotions that a finale brings. Yeah. Because it's like you really feel every single role 
and it's magic. Thank you very much, May, for being in another one of these ridiculous rides and uh, playing best dad, I think. <laughs> best dad. I, it's still negative two on the initiative roll, and we made it work. Simply, where can people find you at on the internet? And what was your favorite thing from this evening? Um, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash simply underscore Jackson. Streaming Sunday through Wednesday. Um, uh, uh, God. Um, favorite part. I mean, Obviously, the what are your characters doing through this long evening is an entire different level of favorite. Um, so if you'll allow me to, that's a whole favorite in itself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the other one is, uh, I think it's, I think it's fun in the vein that like we're still level five. Like, we're level five, and we get into this massive fight, and I kind of love that it's not just a steamroll. Like, we just, we all don't know exactly what to do, and I think it tells a lot of the characters. We're level five, we've been together for, what, a month and a half, two months? Yeah. And the idea is, like, we've been thrust into this, like, hero situation, and even in the final moments, there's so much character and the fact that we're just, like... Is this what we do? Is this what's happening? You know, like it's we're not perfect. It's like that's that I I think means a lot for a uh, character for me uh, amongst our party. So I kind of love that that it's not we're not just Cape Baron heroes. We're just creatures trying to survive and helping this entire like you know world of ours survive. Uh, and there could have been catastrophic failure. And it wasn't just always like, we got this. <laughs> so uh, I think the nature of that fight in general is a, is a favorite just because it's, I didn't know if we were going to die or not. <laughs> I was <just> like, we're <laughs> uh, done. It, it was Bye. touch and go for a bit. That is mm -hmm. for sure. And that, uh, yeah. yeah, that brings a lot to the finale, the cliffhanger portion of it. The We don't know what to do. We don't know what's going to happen is is a lot and it's why some of these run a little long which is fine so thank you lucky leslie thank you for playing and really i know i know a lot of you guys put yourselves out there with these characters in the beginning and i really do appreciate like pushing your rp boundary a little bit with trying to figure out some new characters and some new things and that was really good and over 29 episodes you made us feel it you know you made us feel that you were those characters and you really you really did it. It was very, very good. Um, this has been an excellent show. Thank you guys, everyone, chat, cast. This has been a ride. Um, people have been asking me, are we gonna keep doing more Humblewood stuff? Yeah, probably, maybe, eventually. There are always other things on the horizon and we may come back to this at some point in time. But for now, I believe 10 months of this adventure is a good place for us to take a bit of a break. So thank you everyone for tuning in. We're going to uh, go get some rest now. And uh, you all have a great evening. Later.